This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons, and of course Michael, sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. Welcome back to yet another playoff podcast. Playoff special playoff episode, I guess you could say, the Patriots Dynasty Podcast. This week is the 2001 AFC Championship game, uh, which we are subtitling the Drew Bledsoe Renaissance. I don't know if we are. I, I made that up literally right now. So uh, nice. Yeah, glad you like it. With us today, we have the brothers again, Steve and Greg, and we also have another special guest who. I guess for this podcast, we're calling Good Steve, we've decided. Well, better Steve. Bald okay. Steve? Whoa. <laughs> yeah, either one works. <laughs> Less Steve. cunty Steve? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Off to a, a rousing start. And uh, so, yes, uh, Less Shitty Steve is uh, a Steelers fan, so we'll let you call him what you will as listeners. So, Steve, thanks for joining us. Uh, no problem. And uh, you are, as we said, a Steelers fan. That is correct, right? You haven't been lying to yep. everybody? Right. 100%. No, he's not a Steelers fan. His dog is named Heinz. No, that's true. Indeed. After Heinz Ward, not after the stadium. <laughs> he did. That was what I was wondering, actually. Not after uh, the ketchup? Yeah, yeah, it's the ketchup. <laughs> it's not the ketchup. The dog does Heinz love Ward. food, Steve. He does love food. This is true, but what dog doesn't? So he's named after Ben Roethlisberger. No, that's the next dog. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Really? You're going to name your next dog Big Ben or something like that? I mean, if I have my way, yeah, but probably not going to happen. <laughs> God, you got a fiance. It carries a negative connotation these days. <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. bit. Stop pumping my yeah, leg, Big true. Ben. <laughs> it makes it even worse because I'm an FSU fan, so I had to deal with Big Ben and Jameis Winston, so... <laughs> Oh, how did how did you get that combination? So where are you from the Pittsburgh area? My family's from Pittsburgh. So I was born there and uh, then we moved to Jacksonville, Florida when I was like two years old or something like that. Uh, um, so I just grew up watching all Pittsburgh sports with my grandpa. None of them were college fans. And I just kind of adopted Florida State growing up in Florida. Wow. That's a well, tough luck to of the draw. For like a semester too. Yeah, I did go there for a semester, yeah. I know how that goes. I went to Penn State yes, for a semester. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that didn't last long. All right, so that's uh, – I'd say that's reasonable. Um, we've had some other fans on here. We had a – last week we had a, a Raiders fan on who became a Raiders fan because of hip-hop. Yeah. So, whoa, okay. Yeah, hey, we, don't, we don't fan base judge around here, okay? No, that's what I'm saying. It's just – I'm always curious to know how people got into this, like got into following a certain team, especially if they're not living in that area. So it's kind of cool. So, all right. So we're talking about the 2001 Steelers. And before this, before we start recording, um, Not Shitty Steve was saying that uh, you were what, like nine years old at the time? Yeah. I mean, I was probably little. I think I was like 11 or 12. I was, right. I was still pretty young. Um, you know, and I, that was like only my second or third year really following 
um, football. Cause I remember like a couple years before that we weren't very good. Um, and then that was the first year in Heinz field actually. Oh, that's right. It was, was that right. 2001 yeah. season. Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody had trouble kicking in that, uh, that one end zone kicking field goals. Yeah. The open end that opens to the river there. Yeah. 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 Including Chris Brown this, this season. Our cousin. Yeah. <laughs> You say that every time a Brown is mentioned. Yeah, all Browns are cousins. <laughs> That's weird, but all right. Um, we're not cousins, Steve. You and me. That's true. I wish. A loophole. <laughs> Brutal. Um, yeah, because I was actually looking it up in Chris Brown. I was wondering what was going on because he made 68% of his field goals this season, which was oh. not, not great. Yeah. Oh. Um, nope. <laughs> It's like Bucks yeah, it, kicker level. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely on that level. But he he still played the whole season. And this, Did I mean, I think this is his only season. season. Uh, not for the Steelers, he didn't. No. Okay. <laughs> I think he went out to play for the uh, the Texans for a few years. And did okay because he was in a yeah. Dome, it was I, short. I don't remember if there was a kicker between him and Jeff Reed, but I want to say Jeff Reed years were shortly after that could be season. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he did not last long. So do you remember watching this game live, Steve? Yeah, I do, actually. Um, I remember watching that, that whole playoffs live. Uh, like the week before we had beaten the Ravens, they were the only loss we had had in Heinz Field that year. And that was actually Tony Saragusa's last game oh, yeah. um, for the Ravens. And it were all time, actually, period. He retired after that season. And then, so we were the number one seed. And I remember thinking for sure we were going to, you know, go to the Super Bowl. And obviously that did not happen. So... <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you're alone in that. Everybody thought the the Patriots were going to get stomped in this game. And the, the Ravens the week before, they were the uh, defending Super Bowl champions too. Yep. So yeah. That was a big we deal. We crushed, I think, it was like 27 to 10 the week before. Yeah, yeah, absolutely annihilated them. And uh, I, I still remember, because this was the one game I didn't watch of the playoffs because I was working at the time. Oh, brutal. Uh, oh, yeah, so I was saying you are. I was working at that um, uh, that retirement home, like in the kitchen cleaning mm-hmm, dishes. Mm-hmm. So I had a little like portable FM radio with me, and it would only pick up the game in one spot in the kitchen. So I'd like run to that spot in the kitchen and stand there in a certain position to make sure I got the the reception, and then run back and clean some dishes, then keep going back and forth. So it's I a actually listen to the, <laughs> it the is radio, I was, the radio sports. Yeah, yeah, it is. So I would clean dishes between, like in commercial breaks. So I, this is actually the first time I watched this full game. Really? Which, yeah, I didn't realize, but I'm like, I don't remember any of this. Like I've seen the highlights and stuff, obviously, a bunch of times. Right, but I don't right. remember like half of these plays. Yeah, because that was a thing too. You couldn't really look up games after the fact there. Like now we can just, you know, they'll show it on NFL replay, you can find it online. But back then, yeah. you missed the game, you're fucked. You can watch prime time on Sunday night, but I'll give you like a four minute clip. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's just highlights. Yeah, this game's I on YouTube. The beginning of the game, Gil and Gino, the, the radio announcers, said something along the lines of I'm happy to report that despite all the prognostications of doom, the Patriots have shown up here today and will take the field against the Steelers. <laughs> and that was like how we led into this because of oh, how heavily favored the Steelers were. Yeah. I mean that's a pretty that's a pretty good uh, Steelers team though. Like you look at that roster. Oh yeah. my god! There's a shitload of names that jump out. 
Do you have any favorites, Steve? Yeah, I remember, well, he didn't turn out to be my favorites, but it was actually the first jersey I ever bought, and that was Kendrell Bell, linebacker for the really? Steelers, I think. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah, was, uh, yeah, I think that was his rookie year. I think he was defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, I think that's and, Oh, uh, yeah. I heard them mention that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he was like the defensive rookie of the year that year, and I was like a huge fan. And then he had that great season, kind of fizzled out, ended up in Kansas City, and didn't really pan out there. I think he only played like four or five years in the league, actually. Yeah, what other players on that team season. do you have jerseys of? I had a Cordell Stewart jersey, um, had a Heinz Ward jersey, which I still have, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. I think that's it from that from those years, actually. All right. Oh, and Jerome Bettis actually. Oh, really? Yeah. I, mean, I was. <laughs> yeah. I was looking at the roster. I'm like, oh, good. He didn't have a Bettis, and then you said that. <laughs> yeah, I had a Bettis. I don't anymore. Like that was when I was way smaller. But yeah, he used to have a Bettis jersey. What is, What is your like general like memories of Jerome Bettis? Because he's a he's a he's a vintage type player, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, I actually got to meet him once at a Steelers Jaguars game. Really? I think it might have been this year, that year actually. Um, it was like so the Steelers were in Jacksonville, and we hung out near the buses after the game, and got to shake his hand and got his autograph on a football. But I remember I was pretty young at the time, but I just remember how massive he freaking looked. Like his legs just looked like tree trunks, <laughs> and just like, I mean, he definitely wasn't like the prettiest running back, but he was good to get you, you know, three and a half to four yards of carry. Just oh, straight up the gut. And one of my favorite memories, I remember when he just absolutely trucked Brian Urlacher. Oh, really? In a game in Chicago. So, yeah, I was a huge Bettis fan. Stat check that, Greg? Stat check. I check what? <laughs> I don't know, Steve's memory. <laughs> Did he ever? Well, he averaged 3.9 yards of carry over his career. Yeah. Okay, Steve. I think he's the only Hall of Fame running back that averaged less than four yards of carry. Oh, I remember his stats were always like four carries, three yards, two touchdowns, sort of thing. Yeah, like that. You know, that was you, uh, he had. A few, he definitely had a few games like that towards the end of his career. Yeah, yeah. What are you gonna say, Greg? Oh, you want me to give you a play-by-play of the stat check? Sure, sure. We're we're in the snow here from the five-yard line. Roethlisberger hands it off to Bettis. Erlacher fills the gap, and he just. Gets trucked. That <laughs> <laughs> it's just like stood him up and then just kept churning until he like it was like a looked like a meat grinder. <laughs> <laughs> he just got caught underneath the bus. That's what happens. Yeah, what a great nickname! One of the all-time great football nicknames. Do one of my like memories of this game actually was like I was like ten years old, and. Like the the bus was the big nickname going around, and I remember thinking like, "Oh, the the school bus doesn't run on Sundays," and thinking <laughs> I was like the cleverest little shit ever. I was like, "Dad, I'm gonna make a poster board." <laughs> did you? I don't. I know. I don't think I ever did it, but that's, that's something you would do. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he was wearing yellow, so, and it was gonna be like a picture of like a broken down bus. I had a whole thing that I was going to do. <laughs> so, uh, Steve. Finally enough, he's not even the Steelers' all-time leading rusher. Wait. All right, let's trivia rusher? this. Let's trivia this. We can get this, guys. Uh, uh, Franco, Franco Harris? Harris? Franco Harris would be my guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's Franco Harris. Oh, it is. Um, okay. Because, uh, yeah, the Bucks played his first three seasons with the Rams. Oh, that's right. He did. I forgot about those years. I had no idea about that. The yeah. LA Rams. Yeah, that's when he was called the Battering Ram. <laughs> oh, wow. What a, also a great name. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was uh he was a round mound of uh of rushing yards. It didn't rhyme. Yeah, round mound of touchdown. Jeez, Andy. That doesn't rhyme either, you fucking idiot. Is it mound does? Down. God. <laughs> What do you mean it doesn't doesn't end with a D? Okay, Andy. That's how rhyming works. It is, you fucking god damn it. Golly. I'm not even gonna look up the word, but fuck it. You want me to stat check? (laughs) Stat check. (laughs) Just just mound and down rhyme. All right. uh, good Steve. Uh, Less shitty Steve. uh, He was until you guys started shitting on me. Now he's good Steve. I like him better the more I talk to you. Uh, as a uh, as a Steelers fan, what's your view of the Patriots? Because we've got we've got a bunch of answers when we ask this question. Yeah, I mean, like, I think it's obvious. I have like a lot of respect for them and what they've been able to do. Um, just it's kind of ridiculous the success they've had. But also, like, I'd be lying if I wouldn't say it's a little. Uh, bitter towards them as well because I just think of all the Super Bowls the Steelers would have if it wasn't for Belichick and Brady. So Yeah, I feel I mean, the Steelers in particular but... have been whipping boys. Yeah. I was gonna say stymied oh, yeah. more than anybody else in the playoffs, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. We have had a great record against Pittsburgh. Yeah. Especially in the big Oh yeah. In, in the playoffs especially, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you even look at the two years that the Steelers won the Super Bowl with Roethlisberger, we didn't play the Patriots because they got knocked out, I think, one year by um, the Ravens. I'm not sure of the other year. The Jets, Absolutely, yeah, but, yeah. 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 How has uh, knowing me changed your opinion of the Patriots? Not for the better. Oh, it's made it worse. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, 100% true. Wow, the, the Patriots have only ever played the Steelers like since like the Belichick Brady era in the AFC conference game in the AFC championship game. No, that yeah. can't be right. Steve have been to two games in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And they're both those 2001, 2004 and 2016. The playoffs. Yeah. In the playoffs. Uh, I meant the no. only playoff games the pages have played against Steelers have been in the AFC, AFC championship championships. Which is yep. probably why, for Steve, it, it hurts that much more because it's that last game to get in the Super Bowl. Yeah, can't get over. Yep. And I think two of those games were in Pittsburgh, maybe. They were. I know yeah, the, this the one first was two were, yeah. Yeah, oh, four was as well because that was that cold game when you yeah. guys had um, – it was Roethlisberger's rookie year, I think. Rookie year, like yeah. They went 15 and, and one. one. Yeah. Yep, 15 and one and – I mean, I'm not going to complain too much because they came back and won it the next year, but yeah. Oh, that's right. Would have been nice to, <laughs> to get that one. Yeah, because that year we beat we beat the Patriots and the Eagles, and I think it was like within three weeks of each other. That Both week, games are in October. Yeah. Uh, the, the Steelers' victory over the Patriots was the one that broke their 21-game win streak. Oh, yeah, I remember that game. On Halloween. Yes. How much candy did you eat, Greg, to get over that? 
Uh, yeah, I don't know why I remember that it was Halloween, but I, I don't either. <laughs> but you've said that more than once, I think. <laughs> oh boy. All right. So I got a question for uh good Steve. I thought he was uh, less shitty, Steve. <laughs> he was. He's grown on us. <laughs> so uh Bill Cower or Mike Tomlin? Who are you taking? Mm. Oh, that's tough. Um Honestly, I'm, I'm a big Mike Tomlin fan. I mean, I love Cower, but, you know, I think it's I, – I, especially after everything that came out with Antonio Brown this year, Yeah, I have a lot of respect for Mike Tomlin. And, like, I am just keeping that under wraps for as long as he did. That's fair. So, yeah. 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 I, I, I still think he's pretty young. I think he's got more Super Bowls ahead of him. Yeah, I mean, as far as, like, keeping a culture together, outside of the Pats. Yeah. It's, you know, you talk about like spanning more than 10 years with having like consistently winning seasons. Yeah. Ste- I mean, Patriots, Steelers, Colts, maybe the Ravens. A while there, but Tomlin or Chuck. Yeah, Noll. I mean, obviously. What's that? Tomlin or Chuck Knoll. Well, I wasn't alive during the 70s. So <laughs> I'm going to, I mean, obviously, Knoll had a lot more success than Tomlin's had, but uh, I can't even. Yeah, I can't even really comment on that. Heinz I don't really claim to. Lance Allworth. <laughs> Lynn well, Swan. I'm going to name my dog after Heinz Ward. I'm going to go with Heinz Ward. <laughs> oh, like, Steve. best blocking wide receiver in NFL history. Yeah, I have to say, after watching this game, I remember the fury that he would instill in me. Oh, yeah. He was one of those guys that I think, kind of like the Rodney Harrison of the team, where you fucking love him if he's on your team. Yeah, you're playing him. against oh, him, you're like that fucking dirty fuck. I yeah. just, I, I hope he stays in balance. Oh yeah, I mean, he take was blind by people all the time. Yeah, yeah. bad marketing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I think he broke uh, Keith Rivers' jaw. Like you're talking a linebacker for the Bengals, right? And, yeah. I mean, he was just he was vicious. Didn't that kind of start the whole like Steelers Bengals feud too? Uh, I mean, not I think really. Was... The Bengals still suck for a few more years. Yeah, but the um, games were always like super chippy after that, though. I guess in oh yeah, de- especially in the playoffs. And I mean, they actually the NFL changed the rules because of Heinz Ward with a lot of those blocks. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, you couldn't get away today with like what he used to do. So I mean, Juju Smith Schuster's still doing it. To uh, what the fuck? Was yeah, and he got a suspension for it. But yeah, I'm okay with that because Montez Perfect's a piece of shit. That's so. what it was. Yes. Yeah. And then he stood I, over him. I think that's what got him the uh, that's the suspension. I mean, uh, Perfect probably had that coming. Oh, he's had oh, that yeah. coming for years, yeah. I was watching that game with you, Steve, that playoff game against the Bengals. Oh, when Perfect oh yeah, we were in a DC. At Ugly Mug or whatever it was. Yeah. You, you, know were, what the, you were super hot then, too. You know what the pop culture <laughs> yeah. ref, the equivalent of that is, is of the, the Vontez Perfect thing, is uh, Weinstein getting coronavirus. <laughs> where you're like yeah i don't want to see it happen to anybody but if it was gonna to happen to someone <laughs> that's the guy that asshole <laughs> uh, that's like that's oh, a good man. one Greg. i like yeah, that that's a great it's a deep great cut ball. but you got there yep. I, I was worried that's why i had to interrupt <laughs> Sorry, whoever i interrupted i oh, appreciate it all right, let's see. Uh, all right, so here's a here's a good question for you. 
we haven't had great luck. Well, I haven't had great luck asking this question to other people because we've been asking Panthers and Raiders fans then. There weren't any, but uh, do you have a favorite Patriots Steeler game? Uh, yeah, I mean, actually, I mean, unfortunately, it didn't turn out that great for us for the season. But the game two years ago on um, Heinz Field, where the Steelers won it with an interception for, by uh, Joe Hayden at the end of the game, oh, just because right. I was actually at that game, so oh, no it was shit. a blast. It's a good game to be at. Yeah, me and uh, me and Shitty Steve were there, so. <laughs> Steve, you we might were, have a new name. <laughs> we were also at the year before when Roethlisberger faked we were. it. Oh. And that is probably my, like, other than the AFC Championship game, that is definitely, like, my least favorite. I was red hot. That game Wait, was crazy. Which AFC Championship game? Uh, this was, no, that wasn't the <laughs> AFC Championship game. We, I said other than the AFC Championship game. Yeah, but which one? The there, was, there was three where we beat you. Yeah, three <laughs> yeah, times. No shit, probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That you were I can't a game really away. So this was like number like, four. I didn't watch it. What's that? Is this like the that was that fake spike one, the fourth uh, one, or your fourth least favorite? Like my fourth least favorite. Right, right. Or does one of the AFC championships really stick out as like a? Oh, I mean, definitely 2004 really sticks out. Like, yeah, I, that... I mean, we were 15 and one. I thought we were going all the way. Yeah, I mean, even even in 2001, these this Steeler team was a fucking wagon. Yeah, their defense is legit. Yeah, I had it here. They they were first in uh, rushing yards and yard and like rushing defense in both yards and uh, touchdowns. Like they were yep. fucking unstoppable on the ground. And yet in this game, it felt like they just didn't even run it for whatever reason. No. Like they came out slinging the ball. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, Cordell threw three interceptions, I think, in that game. Yeah, well, we'll get there. He oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to know my favorite Patriots Steelers game? Yes. 1996 Fog Bowl. Oh, remember that? No, barely. I do not know. It's it was the Patriots' first ever home playoff game. Drew Bledsoe and Terry Glenn. Yes. Versus Neil O'Donnell and the Steelers. Holy shit, Neil O'Donnell. The guy didn't have an upper lip. Yeah. yeah, Greg Lloyd. Remember Greg Lloyd, the, yeah. the linebacker for the Steelers? That was Linebacker, yeah. Dude, Steelers linebackers, they're a different breed, I feel like. Because they always have that like cool like predator face mask. They all do for some reason. And it looked like the black helmets. Neck. Yeah, and they're just like fucking terrifying looking people. Thick Just wait till we go. get J.J. Watt next year on the other side of T.J. Watt. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, I saw yeah. that article, but I didn't read it because it looked shitty. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is the rumor going around, though? I, mean, I don't think there's real any legs to it, but um, there is. I mean, we got his brother. We got two of the brothers now, and I think J.J. would love to play for the Steelers. Just kind of what you hear you know, on message boards or whatever, but I just don't really think it'll happen. I don't know. I think if we did though, trade him for a bag of practice balls or something like that. <laughs> just this is true. That. I mean, you are dealing with Bill O'Brien here, so like <sighs> maybe we could just offer them, like you know, shoot. I don't <laughs> even know. Yeah, <laughs> give them like a fifth round pick. <laughs> O'Brien's expiring contract. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Speaking of which, like, thank God for the Raiders. Like, we absolutely took them to town with both Brown and uh, 
freaking Martavis Bryant the last three years. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot about the Martavis Bryant thing. Man. That, so, basically, the, the Raiders are where wide receivers go to die, basically, right? Yep. Yeah, Randy and Moss. That you have Randy Moss as well, yeah. And Jerry Rice to a certain extent. Yeah, he was good. In that. Yeah, but I think he was. Yeah, he had like still a thousand yard season while there. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, yeah. He, this is 2001 season actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, you boys have any more questions for uh, Good Steve? No, I'm just gonna make Steve relive that moment when we were at that fake spike game together. <laughs> Dude, I uh, that was miserable. I talked to you after that game, Steve, and you were shit faced. Which Steve? <laughs> Which Steve? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shitty Steve. <laughs> Should face Steve. Yeah. Dude, like I'm a I'm a chirper. Like I love going to games and away games and chirping at them. I didn't say anything after that game because everyone there was just like <laughs> they were so shell shocked, angry, and I was like, yeah, you know, the rest fucked you, but Roethlisberger <laughs> fucked you harder. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. <laughs> so good, Steve. Is this, is this story true? Oh yeah, that's definitely true. He didn't. He, like, he, that's the one time, yeah. That you know, shitty Steve has not talked shit after a game when the Steelers or another Pittsburgh team lost. Ah, uh, Greg, you owe me five so, bucks. He can read a room. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> it that was a tough one. Yeah, it was. Yeah, because it was call, like oh, the, yeah, the was, refs. Yeah, the refs really. I. I mean, I think they got that call wrong, and then it was compounded by just like a dreadful decision by Big Ben. Just you know, all of it. Like, yeah. yeah, just the After, fact that they like, had so much time to like, goal, go to OT. Just anything else, literally like, anything else, would have worked. Yeah, but like that game was literally so back anything forth, else. Dude. Like the Patriots drive before that, where he just goes to Gronk over and over again, just storms down the field, just <sighs> sling it to Gronk for the touchdown, and then that, that Gronk. Juju, Drag Touchdown route spike. where he outran everybody, oh, yeah. but that Gronk that was all within like two minutes. It was crazy. Yeah, the Gronk uh, touchdown spike where he like he caught the touchdown, pointed at the guy who was covering, who was laying on the ground, laughed at him, and then spiked it. Is <laughs> is seared in my memory. Like that to me is is Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, that was our end of the stadium too, where Gronk was spiking that. that was- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. I still owe you a trip up to, you know, Boston next time the Steelers are up there. Yeah, we we're going to do it this past year, but it was opening. And it was super. Yeah, expensive. nope. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not paying one, dropping a grand to go to that. Yeah. No. <laughs> Probably a good decision, especially after the result of that, too. That would not have been worth it for you. No. Oh, yeah. That would have been shitty. <laughs> yeah, that was a shit show. That was a bad game. <laughs> well, for you. So many for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i i don't know maybe the, the yeah, i got nothing i guess maybe the table yeah, i turn, but... got the penguins the last five years so it's cool oh, that's true and fsu i guess maybe yeah they've been pretty bad the last few years <laughs> yeah, yeah they have pretty bad. uh you sure know how to pick them they they had their uh 41 straight seasons of a bowl game snapped or winning record snapped a couple years ago yeah Willie Taggart was awful. Don't even get me started on college football. You were so <laughs> high on them too. Oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, Steve. Well, I guess if nobody else has any questions, I think we will uh, 
mercifully let you go. Appreciate Perfect. you. Thanks for having me, guys. A, appreciate you being a good sport about this and listening to to Shady Yeah, no Steve. problem. Enjoy the uh, reliving that glorious game for y'all right. and and going on to win it. So, <laughs> thanks for coming on, Steve. Good, Steve. No problem. Have a good one, guys. Yeah, yeah. You too, bud. All right. See you later. Bye. I gotta say, he doesn't sound like a Steelers fan, does he? Oh, he's a hardcore Steelers fan for sure. Yeah, he just doesn't sound like he doesn't. He doesn't talk like a Steelers fan. Uh, yeah, from the south. I don't know. I, I he, like, he didn't say Yince once. I like Pittsburgh. Like I like the people there. I've like I've been there, a couple bro. games there. They're just they like, like us. Yeah, that's very. It's like a hilly Boston. People are very like way into their sports. You know, you drive around New England, you see Patriot stickers and Bruins stickers yeah, and yeah. Sox stickers everywhere. Everyone's wearing stuff. It's like that in Pittsburgh too. Yeah, yeah. Or is this their sports everywhere? Yeah, because Pittsburgh isn't really a huge college sports town, is it? No, and Pitt. there's no basketball there either. But yeah, it's not it's not a huge But they're like a big sports town. It's all kind of blue collary. People are like Yeah. They'll be like assholes, but like they're not gonna beat you up either, right? You can yeah. talk shit to people. Holy shit, now that now that you yeah. say that, I actually just had a memory because this was I don't know why, but I, oh, I think <laughs> I think we had to go back and get all my shit from Penn State. So we drove down there, packed up the van, and we're driving back. We stopped at like the fucking steakhouse or something like that on the way, and it must have been—I don't even think it was in the Pittsburgh area because Pittsburgh's west, western yeah. Pennsylvania, right? Because yeah, Philly's east and Pittsburgh's it's only west. forty-five minutes from Ohio. Yeah, so we were in this steakhouse, and I was wearing my Troy Brown jersey. And I was in the bathroom at the urinal and some guy walks in and sees it and starts like giving me shit while I'm taking a piss about, Oh, Oh, this the Patriots don't even have a chance. Huh? I can't believe you're wearing that here. Like going on and on. All I can say is like, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Because, you know, I was fucking 18 years old and this dude was like 40 and twice my size. And you had your dick in your hand. Yeah. (laughs) I was really a little, a little exposed. So, uh, but as soon as vulnerable. My, my first thought was to go back to that guy and be like, oh, yeah, I bet you feel like a shithead fucking talking shit to a fucking college kid in a, in a urinal. I bet he doesn't. I bet he doesn't even remember it. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah. I felt vindicated, which is all. The first matters. game that we went to, uh, we met these guys standing in line behind us. One was a Steelers fan, one was a Patriots fan. We were waiting for Pomani Brothers, like the sandwich place. Mm. So quicker we all sat together ate lunch and then like we ended up like tailgating with them and drinking a bunch of beers throughout the whole weekend and then next year we got the airbnb with them as well so like <laughs> everyone's like super chill there nice. yeah and then and then they all fucked each other <laughs> just one big gay orgy Steve loves it in pittsburgh <laughs> yeah i can imagine why <laughs> they're so friendly yeah yeah <laughs> So I think this is probably the perfect time to uh, explain why this is the, the, the Drew Bledsoe, what did I call it? Renaissance game? So for those that maybe don't remember, we concocted this plan weeks ago. And uh, actually, at this point, it was probably like months ago. Um, yeah. About, we found out that Drew Bledsoe owns a winery and we tried to get his wine and we're going to do this episode as a uh, a tribute to to Drew Bledsoe 
because this was his renaissance. So um, as, as true brown plans tend to go, I'm the only one that actually found True Blood So Wine because it is very prevalent in New Hampshire liquor stores. You can find it in almost all of them, actually, believe it or not. And uh, for anybody who doesn't live in New Hampshire, the, the liquor stores are directly off the highway, so they're very easy to get to and to leave. And in, we say we car. don't. Yeah, exactly. We say we don't promote drunk driving, yet we put all the liquor stores directly off of highways. So live free or fucking die. Yeah. So I was able to find it. And this is quite literally the most money I've ever spent on a bottle of wine. It is Flying B, not V, but B for Bledsoe, uh, the Cabernet Sauvignon 2016. Ooh. And for those of you. Vintage. Yeah. It's, it is delicious. And I know nothing about wine, but I decided to to prime my palate over the the past week with a bottle of wine that my boss gave me that was supposed to be super fancy, and I drank it. And it was pretty good. This one's better. So, Drew Bledsoe. So that's, that's not you boss. just gassing up Bledsoe. That's that's a legitimate take. Yeah, no, Drew Bledsoe not great on third and long. Great at uh, <laughs> squishing grapes and making them ferment. How dare you! <laughs> Oh, we'll get to it. Don't you worry. No, we'll get to it. <laughs> so I found Drew Bledsoe wine. And so I have been drinking that steadily throughout this. How about you boys? I have a, um, it doesn't have a year on it. <laughs> Good start. Good sign. <laughs> um, it doesn't this week. That, that pregnant women shouldn't drink it though. Okay. But it is a 25th anniversary California Cabernet Sauvignon <laughs> with a massive Panthers logo on it <laughs> from the the Durham, North Carolina Harris Teeter <laughs> that I ran to this afternoon with a backpack on. Ran two miles there, stuffed it in my backpack, and ran home. So it's, it's well shaken, is what you're saying. Yes, and uh, which is I'm, what you're supposed to do with all wine, I believe. That's how you aerate it. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm wafting the aromas into the microphone right now. So take a deep. Oh, yep, yes. Mm. That's that's a nice nose it has. It's delightful. Is that is that uh, elderberry? Um, no, that's blackcurrant. Oh, okay. That you're smelling. My, my yep, it's a nice yeah. earthy aroma. You know, um, yeah, acidity. Little... Yeah. <laughs> is that mocha i think i, I think there's a, a layer of mocha in there now that i'm yep oh, man. yep so for reference i took greg brown to a beer festival once uh, and only once i'll never do it again because he spent the entire time every time i got a beer I'm like mm, yep nope mm, yeah those oh there's malt in this one. Ooh, <laughs> the hops oh this no this one tastes like beer Literally every single time he drank something. Guys, guys, mine tastes like beer. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, Fucking beer nerds. So that only leaves Steve. Steve, what, what did you end up finding in fucking Virginia of all places? I have a bottle of Jan Stevenson's Merlot from 2010. I hear the older the wine, the better it is. Oh, definitely. This has been sitting in my liquor cabinet for many, many moons. <laughs> Probably a good six years. 
So how did you obtain it? Well, that's what you're supposed to do with wine. You're supposed to let it sit for yeah. a long time, right? So for those In idiots who don't know who Jan Stevenson is, how dare you? She's an Australian LPGA golfer who's in the World Golf Hall of Fame. Dummies. Yeah. <laughs> um, I work at a golf company and like there was like some stupid team building event and one of the prizes was wine. And I answered a question, got a bottle of wine. I said, I'll never <laughs> drink this. And, <laughs> and here we are. Yeah, yeah. it was a question. Yeah, what's the question? Give us the gist. How many Super Bowls does Tom Brady have? So, of course, I knew it. <laughs> it was three. Like Gregory getting it was three back his, then. Gregory getting booed at his Christmas party for wearing a Pat's Chris, uh, Santa hat. By the, I got booed by the entire company. <laughs> How many people in that company? There was like 160 people booing me. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Uh, I'm sure you handled it well. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I and, feed and off the hate, you know? I agree. I'm the same way. The the hate uh, nourishes me. I think it's a brown family thing. I drink I it up. <laughs> like wine. <laughs> I, <laughs> like Drew Bledsoe wine. So to Drew Bledsoe, everybody, for those Indeed. drinking at home, hopefully not in their, right. car, in their commute. See if we can hold. Can you hear that? Yeah. Yes. Can you tell that I'm spinning the bottle as I pour it? Mm. Yes. Mine is uh, slightly presumptuous. Ooh. Mm, Animately palatable, though. Did you fucking smell it first? Overall, an amusing fire water. (laughs) Ooh. Mm. Ooh, this is quite fragrant. (laughs) Have you actually tried it yet, Greg? No. Dude, come on. Are you an amateur? You gotta smell that shit for like 10 minutes before you do anything. (laughs) (laughs) I've already had like two glasses, though. Yeah, me too. Dude, you got to look at the color, you know? Yeah, you got to see how, like, the legs of it. What are the legs I'm like? in my car. I can't see the color. It just looks dark. Ooh, and then D-Y. you got to, like, spin your glass to see how it ripples off shit, you know? It's Ooh, called it's the rippling. legs. I was just saying that. Jesus Christ. Legs? Oh, well, I'm yeah. sorry, Steve. All right, so I got, I got some ripple. I have to say, this is actually a really good wine. Steve probably couldn't even tell the difference between a Malbec and a Cabernet. <laughs> <laughs> it's pronounced Cabernet. Do you guys remember that time we were in that French restaurant in Brooklyn with oh Ellie when she God. first moved there? I she, do. And Greg was ordering. I've all never the seen wine. her that that embarrassed. And like Ellie doesn't get embarrassed, but she was no. embarrassed that one night. And Greg was just taking it all the way to the max. He ordered a, a peanut griggiot. I remember. <laughs> yes. Your finest peanut griggiot. And the chicken parmigiana. <laughs> <laughs> and the waiter was like one of those Brooklyn hipsters who was taking his job oh, super serious yeah. and he he hated you well they're hated. the worst he hated all worst. of us there's that picture of the clown in the booth that you were like making out with oh yeah <laughs> I have that photo still you do <laughs> yes oh yeah so can you post that online so we can put it in the show notes yep oh yeah I'll all right text it to you now love it thank you so um Speaking of clowns, how about we talk about this football game? <laughs> how about Cordell Stewart? I have more to talk about my wine. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't even drank it yet. Shut up. Yeah, well, yeah, of course not, Andy. It's letting it so air tell, so letting it so we'll, do, we'll, we'll do a we'll do a halftime wine review of Greg Brown's Panther wine. Okay. That's so. All right. Because let's get into this game. 2001 AFC Championship game. Even Gil and Gino 
are, are joking about how the Patriots actually finally showed up, even though nobody expected them to. And it starts off as expected, I would say. Uh, I don't know. What was he expecting? Patriots were playing awesome D. Like, you know, actually, yeah, no, I take that back. I think um, they're getting what was expected the- was that the Steelers would run down the Patriots' throat because that's yep. if there's one criticism of this this Patriots defense that we've seen is that fucking no names are running down there. What was the Panthers guy's name? Do either of you remember? Ooh, let right. me think for like two seconds. Quiz time. Huntley. Yeah, Hunt. I, yeah. I'll, I'll take your word for it because I, I don't remember it either. Yeah, I think it was Huntley. But Can just some random ass dude. And then yeah. the week last week was uh, Charlie Garner, who uh, mediocre. Uh, he was yeah. good after this year, but not this year. And I remember Jerome Bettis had, was hurt though, right? He would miss like the previous six or seven games. So yeah, that that was my question too. Is that the commentators kept talking about? They they made this comment. I wrote it down because it freaked me out a little bit. He, this is his first game back in seven weeks, and they mentioned something about a botched painkiller injection. Ooh. Oh, I missed and that. And Jerome Bettis was like, oh, it's the best thing that's happened to me because I was able to take all this time off and go back and rewatch every single one of my runs to see what I was doing right and what I was doing wrong and all this shit. Yeah, that's, and, uh, that's what someone on painkillers does. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm going to sit on the, this couch and watch shit. I'm going to smoke this bowl of meth and then I <laughs> And I can watch every single goddamn, every single run. I don't think that's necessarily prescribed painkillers, Steve. Unless you're going <laughs> to a doctor I don't know about. <laughs> this well, is 2001. I mean, yeah, you're going to combine drugs. <laughs> is that it's right, football. Greg? You know, you, <laughs> you're not just doing one. <laughs> I mean, that's fair, yeah. I mean, yeah. HGH, I'm sure, right? Oh, that shit will fuck you up. This has Peyton Manning's forehead. I do remember though the the first couple of like the first Steelers possession we bottled up the bus and I was like yeah, like, yeah. I knew that stopping the run was huge for the Pats then yeah I, I no running on Sundays <laughs> that's right the school bus is not running on Sundays and he wasn't uh-huh. he he was awful in this game they kept trying to do that like uh, pitch kind of sweep for him and whoever the defensive end was on that side almost always Willie McGinnis it felt like was almost behind him at, at, by the time he caught the ball. Like, they just couldn't block the sweep for whatever reason. Well, you got to set an edge. Willie McGinnis was check 101. That is yeah, exactly, yeah. But Willie McGinnis, like, earned his paycheck in this game. Yeah, Willie was everywhere. Yeah. He, it's so, like, odd to watch Bettis play, though, because it's just, like, you don't see players of that shape. It's true. He he almost and looks playing running back too anymore. top heavy. He's so yeah. he's so round. Like he, he is. There's players that are like heavy, right? Like the Derrick Henrys of the world, even the Mike Allstots, we like that guy's he's a big boy, but yeah, Bettis kind of looked fat, you know? Yeah, but yeah, like, like that's, that, that's that was, was the guy I like, I was trying to compare him to was Mike Allstott because Allstott kind of had the similar running style where he's gonna run through people. And even if he breaks it past the line of scrimmage, he's going to look for somebody to hit sort of thing. But also just look like a tree trunk. Like he's just a thick boy. Yeah. But Jerome then, Bettis, he was kind of like brown. He had like legs. And then there was, it was like. Um, a slim down Vince Wilfork. Ooh, that's not bad. 
Yeah. They had the very same kind of body shape where Vince was, he was also very round. Yeah. But moved quicker than you expect him to. Exactly. Like Jerome yeah. Bettis was making people miss. Yeah. Yeah. He's feel. actually like, shaking people. Yeah. Yeah. When they threw him a screen at one point, yes. I was like, oh my God, they throw it to the line. <laughs> <laughs> and I started running. I was like, oh, never mind. That's just Bettis. <laughs> so, but, uh, and I mentioned it before when we were talking to Good Steve, but the stat lines for Jerome Bettis are fantastic. And this one was no exception. He had, anybody want to guess? This stat line? Like 15 carries, 40 yards, and a touchdown? Oh, it's so much better than that. Nine carries, eight yards, one touchdown. Wow. Longest run? Four yards. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Not Plus great. Don't run on Sundays. Put <laughs> <laughs> it on the really, poster board. Really doesn't. I think, I think we should... Uh, well, let's not gloss over like uh, the lightning of that thunder and lightning backfield. Amos Zeroway? Famous Amos Zeroway. He's got to be up there in the um, football name Hall of Fame, right? It's a great name. Zeroway? Yeah. Zeroway itself, I mean, it's it's basically 90% vowels, which is fantastic. Dude, but the fact that his first name is Amos is amazing. <laughs> there's five vowels and two non-vowels. <laughs> and one of those non-vowels is Z. Which is like yeah. almost a, a vowel in itself because you never see it used. And one of the vowels has one of those little accent marks. Does it really? Yeah, and the last E has that A, you know, that Enye. Oh, God. <laughs> it was calm, but I don't like it. <laughs> That's why it's not zero E, it's zero A. Oh, all right. I'll take your word for it. It's Pro football Ivory. reference can't handle those, so. Yeah, it's from the it. Ivory Coast. Oh, no kidding. That's pretty cool. Like, um... Who's a soccer player? Is it Drogba? Didier Drogba. Yeah. That, that's one dark Chilean. Dude. <laughs> Have I ever told you that story? No. Uh, we were... I heard the quote. This is from um, college. We had a buddy that was like a surfer guy. And he was just like... He was like your typical stoner. Like, always zoned out. Like, didn't really know what was going on. Like, yo, man. Like, what's going yeah, on, yeah. dude? You know, spacey. Yeah. And we were playing FIFA... And it was like someone was playing with Chelsea. So in the scoreboard, it had CHL oh, and yeah. it zoomed in and had like drug was scoring a goal. And he just goes, <laughs> that's one dark Chilean. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, what the, the fuck? <laughs> so then from then, then on, that's been a part of our vernacular. I've heard you say it multiple times. But I didn't actually know oh, yeah. the backstory to it. That's fantastic. Oh, good Lord. I'm pretty sure Chelsea would kick the shit out of Chile, by the way. That's true. Like, easily. So, yeah. So, uh, speaking of Chileans, uh, the first quarter of this football game was pretty chilly for both offenses. Yeah, we're going to do a best and worst for each quarter again. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. I was wondering if you had given that up, but apparently not. All right. Nope. All right. Um... Sure, Steve, you go first. You son of a bitch. Oh, um, well, I mean, I think the overall worst is watching Cordell Stewart play quarterback, especially <laughs> when he had Heinz Ward and Boxco Burris as his receivers. He's either throwing Ooh. it short or he's throwing it into coverage and they're making a play. The dude can bounce a football into somebody, into a wide, yeah. into a wide receiver like no other. You look nervous. 
He did. Love he Travis. did. And uh, but you say that, but both of those wide receivers were over a thousand yards. And I'll get into the best, which I think is pretty obvious. All right, so I shouldn't have let you go first, you son of a bitch. All right. The Troy Brown punt return. Yes. But, I mean, I think everyone has seen that, and there's actually a Belichick breakdown on it. If you haven't watched that, you definitely should. Oh, that's right. I it forgot about that. The effort that they do on the gunner. Remember they blocked yes. the gunner to the end zone? But, which you don't really get unless you rewatch this game in full, is the punt before that had a penalty on it. So they punted it and Troy Brown kind of messed it up yep. where he probably should have fair caught it and stepped out of bounds or something like that. And he just let it go and it bounced and it kept going down the sideline yeah. and it was like on the Patriots 25. It was Their a 60 punt. something yard punt. Yeah. Yeah. It was a booming punt with a flip field position, but yeah. Cause the guy the punted in the end zone, ran out of bounds, didn't try and get back in. So they threw a flag and made him repunt it. Yep. And Troy took it right out the gut to the house. Yeah. And then on the next play he got, he he actually didn't get off the line, and when you watch the replay, the guy that's fo- that's being blocked by two guys and falling over in his own end zone, that's the same guy. Yeah, I didn't remember his name. Troy Edwards is his name. But <laughs> yes. this whole game made me start hating him. Like I just I just I have no way in the fourth quarter. Like I love seeing Troy Edwards fail. Why? And he I did a lot because he was the kick returner too. Yeah, I just like yeah. I just like seeing him fail. We'll get to that. That's harsh, dude. A little harsh, I felt yeah. bad for him. He, yeah, he's, he's a human being. He's, he's got a feeling. He's a human being. He, he, he made a tough play. He probably yeah. regrets that play every day of his life. Think of how oh, yeah. his mother feels. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right Maybe now. we should start calling him shitty Troy Edwards. <laughs> Why is there another that Troy Edwards? <laughs> you tell me. The uh, Troy Edwards? All right. I don't think Who am I thinking of? The receiver from the Browns, uh, Braylon Edwards. Braylon Edwards. Yeah, he, he was shitty. I, I was thinking the same thing too. Didn't he play for the uh, Steelers too at one point? Might have. Oh fuck, I know. Stat check. No, I'm already looking up Troy Edwards. Yeah, fuck it. All right. Um. All right, then I'll I'll do my best and worst. Ooh. Um. Okay. What? <laughs> all right. He finished his um, career at the Graham Rapids Rampage of the Arena Football League. Oh, Arena nice. Football League was the dude. A, a Troy Edwards uh, Rapids Arena Football jersey would be sick. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's got to be one on eBay. <laughs> Actually, they're, they're definitely not one on eBay. Deep no. cut. That'd be dope, though. The, if, if I saw somebody wearing that, I mean, you'd have to buy him a drink, right? You wouldn't even know who it is. Like, who the hell is Edwards and what is this jersey? Well, we would know the three of us. So if any yeah. if any of us see that or any of our listeners see that, send us a picture and we will buy that man a drink. Or yeah, so it's just We're, us. Who knows? Because yeah. no one's listening to this. Let's be honest. Hey, we get some listens. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody from our family, though. Apparently, we found out recently. Nope. Literally, none of our our family members listen to this podcast. They're smart enough, unlike you, idiots. <laughs> That'll keep him around. Great. <laughs> so, Your best and worst, Andy. Yeah, well, fucking shut up and I will. My best was actually Troy Brown's first punt return. Um, the original, Andy. Dude, that did you it was better than his second one. I mean, yeah, I second agree. one for a touchdown, but his first punt return, he was making guys look fucking foolish. 
25 he yards. Broke, he broke some dude's ankles. And uh, like he caught the ball. I don't even know what he did. I, it didn't look like he did a move, but the guy just kind of like fell over in front of him and Troy Brown just kind of like skipped around him. It was fantastic. So I'm going to have to find that highlight and put it on the website because that was great. And the worst was um, kind of every other Patriots offensive player in this first quarter because the only um, the only person that, that had any, I think, positive offensive yard was Troy Brown. Like the Patriots had a bunch of like false starts and shit. And like the first drive, they had the false start. And then second play, Brady got sacked. And so now yeah, it's like third and 18. Yeah, now it's third and 18. Yeah. And uh, it throws a uh, wide receiver screen to Troy Brown. He picks up like 15 or 16 yards on the yeah, play. Yeah. But it's still three and out. So he was like the only good thing in this first half. So that was my. That I mean, this worst. game is peak Troy Brown. Oh, my, yeah. And actually. You you boys were talking about, and you were patting yourselves on the back for having the same thought, which, good for you. Um, but you were talking about how last week in the snowball was like a perfect example of Bill Belichick's all three phases of the game. And I will argue this game tops that in those three phases. I don't know. The offense was meh. But you're right. That but the thing is, but right, you're right. Set up by yeah. a great punt. Yeah, and also we'll get to the the other. The um, yeah, I mean the defense was was phenomenal. I thought for for stopping the run on the best running team in the, in the league, and I think the offense was the perfect example of next man up with the the Drew Bledsoe situation. Sure, and there was uh, some executing in 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 crunch time if you will, like executing when exactly they needed it to happen. Like the, it wasn't uh, a huge offensive production day, but when they needed to have a play, they got it. And so this was to me the perfect execution of the Belichick system. All right. What was your worst? Every other player besides Troy Brown. Yeah, my uh, worst was the offense. <laughs> Having said all that. <laughs> yeah. I guess one gets you short term amnesia. I guess so. All right, Greg, what about you? Best and worst, um, is anything left? My best was Troy Brown's screen pass, <laughs> which was really even won. better than both of his kick returns. So, fuck it you was guys. great. <laughs> now, my best is the. Ooh. Ooh. That was erotic. <laughs> I'll say. Samaria Samar again. Back to that. <laughs> My best is the uh, Chris Fumatu Mafala sighting. Yeah, the only one of the game, Fiery. I love that you nailed that first time, too. Dude, I love him. He's an all-time name. That's a And then my worst on names is Matt Stevens. Like, (laughs) brutal name. (laughs) And for some reason, I don't, like, I've seen him show up a lot this year, and uh, I don't even think I remembered him at all. Me, I thought the same thing. I remember like he started week one and I had a note there. And I was like, who the fuck is Matt Stevens? No, I think my favorite player name is uh, Stephen Gregory from the Patriots. Oh, yeah. Both my brothers. Mine is Chris Brown because I love my mom. Oh, hey, nicely done. Mine's Vincent Brisby just because that's an awesome name. Vincent Brisby was the man. 
He was he was my first favorite Patriot. Literally because of, because his name rhymed with frisbee, and I was like seven. Mine was Mosey Tatupu. No, oh, yeah, that's Good dad's favorite. Yeah, it is. You suck up. All right, so what's your worst thing, Greg? I just said Matt Stevens. Oh, that's your worst? It's just the name? <laughs> just going on names. All right. I'm making these up on the fly. You know this, okay? <laughs> we all are. I'm literally looking at the see. rosters and making up my best and worst. Okay? All right, well, let's get into Matt, the second quarter. Best and did worst Matt thing, Stevens guys. even play in this game? I don't think he did. Uh, yeah, he made a tackle uh, with 9.54 in the first quarter. All right. <laughs> with William McGinnis on uh, Jerome Bettis' 12-yard game. Oof. Was that the screenplay? I think... The low-key worst was right at the end of the first quarter. Cordell Stewart ripped off that super long that run. 40-plus yard run, yeah. Dude, they hadn't done anything up to that point. Yeah, and now they're inside the the Pats 10 to start yep. the second quarter. There's like and, no passing game. They can't run the ball, but somehow they're inside the 10. Yeah, which and he escaped a sack on that play. It was one of those – it reminded me of when the Patriots would play Cam Newton, and they'd have him like dead to rights for like a 20-yard sack. Or even uh, this most recent season, and um, oh, what's the name for the Texans? God damn it, Watson. Wine, wine does give you amnesia. Yeah, so yeah, Deshaun Watson, where they had him for that sack. Yeah, he broke it for a big run, and that kept the drive alive. And they, yeah, so it was it was that sort of play where they couldn't quite contain the mobile quarterback, and he runs for like forty fucking yards. But on the plus side. So they're inside the Pats 10, the quarter ends. And so to start seven the second quarter, Patriots. yeah, seven other Patriots on Troy Brown's punt return. Second quarter starts and the Steelers basically go three and out. And they show this stat, which I kind of want to get into a little bit because it's, it's baffling to me. Ooh. And it's basically, this is the number one rushing offense in the league, right? with 2,000-yard receivers as well, on top of it all. And the stat was, they showed the Patriots' defense in the red zone was third in the NFL in, uh, like, touchdowns allowed. The Steelers' offense, the, the best running offense in the league, was 29th in the NFL. Yeah, I saw touchdowns. it, too. I didn't really put How that the all together. fuck but... does that work? I think a lot of their rushing yards came from Stewart, though. Maybe. I mean, he wasn't. He had like, he had like, Bettis only had a thousand yards in the year. Stewart yeah. had like yeah. almost 600. So I think it was like a combination running game more so than like yeah. a ground and pound running game. They you did know? try a bunch of design quarterback runs in this game. And they did not work. No, that one worked. The early one worked, but nothing else after that did. Richard Seymour. Sniff that out yeah. almost every time. It seemed like yeah, he had, he had a great game. <laughs> like he's drinking a fine wine, right? He's just getting those aromas up in there. So yeah, the the play went. Jerome Bettis run for no gain, like right up the middle, and then it was it wasn't a design run. It was actually a pass play that um, Cordell Stewart took a sack, and they threw an incomplete pass when he tried to like scramble again, and there was like an offense holding on the play, and it was a. A, sh- a shitty mess, so they kicked a field goal. Now it's 7-3. And then not much happened 
in the second quarter other than the Pats actually started to get into a bit of a rhythm. Uh, they had a, a completion overturned on third and long to Troy Brown where Phil Sims almost guaranteed that it was a, a completion. Dude, fuck Phil Sims and his replay <laughs> like guesses in this goddamn game. Welcome to the darkness, Steven. fucking time. Every time. Oh. Whoa. He was. <laughs> and he was like, he, he, Greg Gumbel's like, oh, m- remind me not to take you to Vegas next time I go because he was <laughs> That's wrong. But he was so adamant about his stance too. To the point yeah. where at the end of the at the end of the game, whenever there was a challenge, he'd be like, I'm not even gonna say anything because yeah, I know was, I'm gonna uh, be wrong. There were so many challenges too. Like no one knew what the fucking catch was. Oh. It was crazy to see that no one knew even two thousand one what a freaking catch is. The referees in this game were I'm gonna say they were hot yeah. garbage and not just like against the pages, but just in general. Like they made some shitty calls. You, yeah. you wanna hear a hot take? Yeah. Everybody, everybody complains about the catch thing. I think mm. it's legitimately a hard thing to put a rule around. I agree. There's so many nuances to catches that it's, you know, they're doing their best. I, yeah, I, but I, also like People move. complain all they want, but there's no, if there was an easy answer as to like, this is a catch and this isn't, we would have figured it out by now. But there's no easy answer. I, there's, I agree with that, but I don't know. You can show so it to th- 10 people and say seven of them say that's a catch, right? Yeah. Or show it in real time sort of thing. I, yeah, but I then there's also the other three people that raise hell and say it wasn't, you know? Yeah, that's but true. I think there's a majority of people, like, if you look at it in real time on a bigger sample, then, yeah, it's a catch. That's not a catch. So I, I have two answers to this, two, two solutions. One is simplify a catch to the most basic thing it can possibly be. And, like, you know, like, Bobbles don't matter, whatever. As long as the guy makes a catch at some point and has two hands on the football, it's a catch, and that's it. Or we go back to, we actually talked about this back, I think, in the Saints game. It was ages ago. Um, whenever there was a challenge this year, early on, some of the, the stations would, would, you were allowed to vote. So you could, I don't know if you like text in, almost like voting for, um, What's that singer show? American, American Idol. Idol. Yeah, it's almost like American Idol. So you can actually vote. And as they were reviewing the play, they would show the the voting of America. And like, oh, six, those 7,000 votes and 62% say this call should stand. And I think it was, I think it may have been Greg who said that they should just use that and whatever the uh, population votes is what the call well, is. Well, I want them to do that, but not with fans. I want him yeah. to have like a room full of refs. Or Careful, how many? So we ended up with Donald Trump. <laughs> See, it's well, American. It doesn't Idol matter. Voting. Solutions don't matter because someone will always complain. That's true. Even if they got voted in by a by a you know a democracy, we go. Well, it was the popular vote. It's never <laughs> been the popular vote. So fucking suck. <laughs> uh. Yeah, there were a lot of replays in this, a lot of overturned calls. Yeah, um, it was slow because there was that there was that Troy Brown call that got overturned, which probably legit. Uh, it was borderline, but Troy Brown was still like he hit the ground. It kind of moved a little bit. Whatever, great. So Patriots punt, and then the pass to 
Heinz Ward, where he caught it was just over the fingertips crap. of Troy Brown, uh, Troy, uh, Ty Law. It and was a, it, was a, it was a snag. It was a sick catch, but as he caught the ball, like his back hit the ground and it bobbled. And by the time he grabbed it again, he would slid out of bounds already. So, you know, so they're basically even at this point. There was the Heinz Ward fumble, which they ruled a fumble on the field. You yep. can't even see the ball come out at all, and then they reversed it. Because his helmet hit the ground first, which yeah, I didn't realize. I have no idea when the ball is coming out at all. It's true, yeah, but I didn't realize the that the helmet was was considered like a part of you that was down. Like I knew the knee and the elbow and like whatever, but I didn't know the helmet was part of that. Did Who you? knows? After fucking terrible this I mean, game. It was Ed Hockley. He had some fucking, he was making it all about himself too. I, I wrote down a quote. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, I reviewed the play and I can't tell whether the tip hit the ground, football or not football. So it's an incomplete pass. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate there's the also honesty. every time the refs would get on the stadium mic there was that feedback loop which made it like awful oh, to listen to too brutal. oh it's even that that hits even closer to home now that like i'm zooming or skyping every call oh, yeah. for work where it's i'm like dude just figure out your microphone situation fucking mute everybody mute right now there's yeah always, and there's like the one guy who's not paying attention is the one guy who's got the feedback yeah dude today this morning there was this guy in ireland that was like having a fight with his siblings on a that he didn't yeah. know his mic was on <laughs> oh yeah he was like trashing it. his sister it was so funny <laughs> he's like i don't know what she's doing i don't know why she keeps doing to that <laughs> so funny uh so yeah so the really the only speaking of hurtful things the only real uh, news of the second quarter of this game was Brady taking some low hits, which I'm going to come out and say it, they were fucking cheap shots. That's, that's the only back. news? Hmm? That's the only news of the quarter? Yeah. yeah. I feel like you're glossing over it. Well, hang on. We're getting there. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, you said, is it the only news or is there more news later? Yeah. Listen. You gotta, you gotta let it breathe. You're all drinking wine. You're letting that breathe, but you're not letting me breathe. Yeah, well, you either. It's <laughs> let only me finish a fucking sentence. Oh my god. <laughs> so Brady takes a couple of cheap shots. I'm gonna say, well, actually, one of them wasn't, but he he got his ankle rolled up on. Second one was definitely a cheap shot by. I wrote his name down because I wanted to call his ass out. Lee Flowers crawled into Brady's legs, rolled over him, and. Uh, so Looked Brady, just like the, maybe like low to the side, but very similar hit. Yeah, very similar to the the hit against against him from Pollard that mm-hmm. tore his ACL, but it like got him from behind, so rolled up his legs from the back, and Brady came up limping hard. And uh, on the play, he had actually completed a fucking laser to um, Troy to Troy Brown. Yeah, they were moving the ball; they were starting to get into a rhythm, like. All of a sudden, the Patriots' offense was actually moving, and it was great. And they're like, oh fuck, here we go! And then Brady gets hurt, and in comes our savior, Drew Bledsoe, who I am to the rescue out in my car. To the rescue, literally to the rescue. Big. Thank you very much. Yes, that's exactly. What I was like, I was looking for somebody who cheers me. Thanks. And uh, Bledsoe comes in, and here it happened so uh, fast too. Of like, it did. 
it felt it feels like you know looking back i was like oh man that must have been like such a dramatic thing but they were just like oh brady's down and Bledsoe's in yep and then they're like all right second and six <laughs> i was like well, well, yeah and so this is with i wrote a one a minute 40 left in the half so and we'll get to this later i found this article of some guy who was a huge Bledsoe stan and hated brady and wrote a bunch of espn articles about him and like this was his vindication apparently but so it comes in with a minute 40 left in the half and the play was uh, a laser completion to, to, to David Patton on the first play, like split him five wide and just started chucking the balls. Great. Yeah, he zipped it. Yeah. yeah. Second play uh, was he got flushed out of the pocket and ran towards the sideline and got lit the fuck up almost exactly the same as he did against the Jets and Mo Lewis. Oh, weird how cl- a late shot out of bounds, which, I think there was a flag thrown, but they picked it up. Like the, the video that we watched kind of like skipped that part. So I don't know what happened because I, I saw them like throw a flag and they were conferring and then all of a sudden it's still second and six. And I was, I was bullshit. Again, like this happened fucking 20 years ago. I was bullshit for him. Uh, and then the next play came back Brady, and yeah. he, he popped the fuck up too. He was, Bledsoe was uh, excited to get And hit. Brady was walking by there on the <laughs> sidelines on his way to the locker room. That was yeah. gonna be my best. Got hit. And like that was gonna be my best of the of the of the yeah. game. Yeah. He starts John. He's at, limping at towards the like, yeah. Who's fucking going? No, he starts <laughs> drawing at the referee because he wasn't yeah. throwing a, a flag. And he was fucking livid. He was literally bouncing on his one good leg. It was amazing. That's yeah. what you want from like your two quarterbacks, right? Yeah. Like these two yeah. couldn't have handled this whole situation any better. They had each other's backs. It was amazing. Yeah. And like, think about Bledsoe. Like, he's literally like holding the holding the play sheet, and then like thirty five seconds later, he's in there yeah. zipping it. Yeah. Like, I, imagine like that. You're just from a mental preparation standpoint, right? You just stand there like, yeah, I'm not gonna play in this game. And then thirty five seconds later, you're in a huddle leading up. Like that, they, they yeah. haven't played since week two <laughs> yeah, against the best defense in the league. And you're stepping into the AFC Championship game. Yeah, yeah. two minute drill. It's just yeah. kind of, <laughs> exactly. it's just like a weird like movie moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. If you had written this as like part of Remember the Titans, I'd be like, nah, that's that's too far fetched. You got to kind of yeah. tone that down a bit. Yeah, they would have taken a timeout. Yeah. Let but the no, it's like a little or something. Yeah. Yeah. Trucked him in. No big deal. It's true blood, so it's fine. I mean, that's and part then, of the coaching philosophy, right? Yeah, next man up. This is what I'm saying. This is this is the Belichick game. This is the game of the Belichick the philosophy. Game. It's that too. <laughs> <laughs> it's everything. But I think the uh, the the best recipient for this happening was David Patton because he hadn't caught a pass yeah. yet this game, and all of a sudden this is the David Patton drive because he caught all three passes, including the touchdown with 58 seconds left which look vaguely familiar to a play we'll see next week in the Super Bowl in that back corner of the uh, the end zone. Yeah, so so Bledsoe comes in with a, a minute 40 left, and it's zip 15 yards, cranked out of bounds, zip 10 yeah. yards, zip touchdown, four plays, yeah. seven points. Like, what the fuck uh, just happened? That, no, wasn't his – he had a – 35 seconds. It was a third down where he had that nice touch pass before – no, 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 that comes later. I know what you're talking about, but that comes later. Yeah. 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 This is four plays, 35 seconds, and a touchdown. 
and then, and then they're showing him on the sideline and there's some guy that has like a, a towel up to his chin because I think it was the first pass of the the first completion that he had to Patton. He got clocked right in the chin. Yeah, he's split like his chin open. So now he's got like a Band-Aid on his chin and he's just like fucking badass. It, and his his uh, reaction to throwing the touchdown was sick too. Yeah. He just stares at the sidelines and he gives it a, who, me? <laughs> <laughs> It was just like as everybody's like clamoring around him. Yeah, it was so yeah. that was some fucking cool hand Luke shit. Yeah. Like, what what else did you expect? Yeah, you know? of course I'm gonna throw a touchdown. What do you think? <laughs> just so cool. So then the Steelers get well, the ball back. Well, do you remember mom's reaction to that? No. Because mom I was, was a I huge, was working, remember? Yeah, she was oh, a yeah. hard blood so fan. She was a huge blood so yeah. fan. So like this whole season, she was like kind of like torn, like yeah. I, I love my dude Bledsoe, but and as soon as Brady got hurt, she was like immediately panicked and was like, <laughs> but you know how she like hides in the background? She was hiding oh, behind the couch, like <laughs> peering over and watching the game. <laughs> so funny. How did she feel about that Bledsoe touchdown? Oh, exactly what you'd expect. She was hiding. Oh yeah. She was whooping up a storm, I'm sure. Oh yeah. So I thought the end of the half was actually pretty interesting because I had forgotten about the end of the half as well. Yeah, the Steelers actually, you know, they had what fifty-eight seconds left, I think, something like that. So under a minute, and they actually moved. They had all three timeouts, so they moved the ball down almost within field goal range, and then they took a shot in the end zone, and your boy Paxco Burris. Like they had an OPI that pulled him back on Burris. That's exactly what I was about to say. And that was on the shot that they took to Burris. And Otis Smith played it perfectly. Otis Smith in this game, I thought, had one of the best games on defense. Because yeah, I mean, if you look at Plaxico Burris, that dude is a fucking, he's a, he's a beast. He's the yeah, worst in my quarter. I hate just hearing that name. In a, yeah, I hate him too. Yeah, I, mean, that's I don't fair. hate him, but that name just brings back memories I'd rather not remember. Yeah. But he was like, it almost looked like he was a foot taller than Otis Smith or a foot taller than anybody else out there, but could run past him. It, it almost had like a, he had that same kind of gait as Randy Moss did, where it didn't look like he was trying much, but he was still just running past people. But he just didn't have the awareness, I think, that Randy Moss had. And Otis Smith played him like a goddamn fiddle in this game. So well, and they the took hands. a deep shot, and Otis Smith was just in the perfect position. So, um, Plaxico Burris had to just kind of grab him and pull him, so it wasn't an interception. So that was an offense pass fringe to push them outside of field goal range, and uh, so they had to settle for a hail mary, which got intercepted instead of an actual field goal. Dude, Cordell Stewart didn't even make the end zone on his hail mary from the forty-five yard line. This is true. Ooh, quarterback controversy. He couldn't even hook it. With who, Jerome Bettis? On who the, was their like, backup quarterback? You go on the positive side of the field, and like he made it to like the five. He threw it 40 yards in the air. Yes, <laughs> that's not great. He was like, under pressure, though, right? I don't remember. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't remember either. Still, it's a Hail Mary. The, like, the one thing you got to do is throw it in the fucking end zone. Apparently not. I, I remember hating Cordell Stewart. And rewatching this game really made me realize why I hate him because, oh, he's so bad in this game. 
I never I hated him. I feel bad for him for some reason. I don't know. Why. It's like the quarterback you're waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? Like, oh, they're due. Yeah. I guess. Are we doing best and worst? My best was the offensive pass interference that Otis Smith managed to to pull, and my worst was uh, the the dirty hit on Drew Bl- on Tom Brady that caused him to get injured. Fuck you guys. My worst was uh, Jason Gil- Gildian Gildan. Gildan, yeah. He was a, he was a wrecking ball in this game. <laughs> he was a monster, yeah. He like killed a drive with a sack. He almost had a pick six, like especially in that first half and actually the whole game, he was in the backfield. We had no Constantly. answer. Yeah. yeah. And then my so bets is that out here, I think like when Brady came in and you see like all the players around him that were like excited, right? Like they're ready to go. They're amped up. Mm. I think if he'd been in the diva situation the whole year and had been trying to create a divide and Good point not taking the path he would, I don't think he would have been successful in that drive. I agree. Yeah, just to go back to Jason Gilden thing, he was a first-team All-Pro, too. The only one on the team. He had 12 sacks on the season, which is Yo, fucking ridiculous. like, two in this game. Like, look, he had a pick six in his hand. He was a fucking monster, yeah. Greg, what about you? I mean, obviously, my best is the entire Bledsoe situation. Oh, God, yeah. The fairy tale, you know? My worst is, I think this is in the second quarter when they were showing um, Brady going back to the locker room, and he was yes. like kind of limping. And one of the commentators is like, "He actually looks like he's uh, walking better than he was before." And then he starts hopping on his good leg. <laughs> yes. and they were like, oh, yeah. oh, never mind. Got a good sign. <laughs> like, hey, look at look at that. that. Phil Sims being wrong again. What a surprise. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> and like what. It, Brady's such a fucking goofball, too. Yeah. Like, he just looked like a, a child that's been hurt but doesn't want to admit it. Yep. You know, I'll, I'll walk on this, and then, like, oh, no, this ain't working. They, try, they tried to walk on it again because he saw the <laughs> yeah. cameras on him. And it's like, why do, you, why do you need to hop, like, just walk slowly? Yeah, exactly. He's, like, speed like, walking to the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're at halftime, Greg. Do you want to do your wine review? I sure do. All right, give it to me. All right. Um, How is the Carolina Panthers wine? Well, it's got a nice syrupy texture. It's got a, <laughs> it's got a great nose. Definitely some earthy oak, um, nutty tones. Does it hurt to drink? Uh, no. Okay. That's, that's a good time. It slides down the throat very smoothly. That's what she said. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna isolate that. That's gonna be the uh, the quote from this game. It's certainly uh, <laughs> it's certainly less underwhelming than the Carolina Panthers. Well, I'll say that. Praise. How how would uh, Cam Newton rate this? Is Cam Newton? I bet he is a wine guy, right? Because that's. If, uh, I mean, like a LeBron, like, and like you know. Yeah. <clears throat> By yeah, the way, that's the worst. If we can like, <clears throat> if we can talk about how she LeBron is. Oh, anytime. Always down to do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Boston podcast. 
<clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> apparently Greg has finally drank the wine there's so much pollen here it's ridiculous I feel like I'm eating pollen every day <laughs> oh my god spring came early it must suck it happens like three times a day where I get this fucking <clears throat> it's great radio yeah but LeBron fuck LeBron and he's like thinking he's cool you know what my the the thing that LeBron did that I hate the most. What's that? What's that? <laughs> there was like, I don't know if you've ever seen how he like pretends to be a reader, and oh, he's yeah. like always reading The Godfather, the yes. book. There was a situation one time where he was, um, you know, how they like when they do like the pregame stuff, they show the players coming in from the bus. Yeah. Well, there was one time he was walking and reading the godfather right which first of all on its face is just ridiculous yeah it is nobody reads and walks nobody saw the camera up and he flipped the book open exactly he knew he was getting filmed so he flipped his book open to to be cool book reading guy which is a douchebag move (laughs) because anybody that's tried to walk and read knows that it's like damn near impossible your head's shaking you can't you can't focus on the words work yeah it doesn't work uh, but then to make it worse, there was uh, there was video of him earlier in the day at a practice session. And after the practice session, he was reading the book on the sidelines. And some internet sleuths look into it. And he, when he was reading it on the sidelines, fake reading it, obviously, he was further along in the book than when he was reading it getting off. <laughs> of course he was. Because <laughs> he just opened to a random page. Fucking typical. Who the fuck brings a book to practice? Oh, my God. Like, if that isn't a look at me move, then... Oh, Oh, it 100% is. Wait, how do we get here again? I don't know. Who the fuck is? This is great. We're fucking wrong. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Speaking of people we hate, how about this uh, Patriots-Steelers game? Should we get in the the second half here? Yeah, this third quarter was tough to watch. Yeah, it was so a little bit. This this was the uh this well kind of Steelers come back a little bit. So fourteen three going into I half. will say the uh the first drive of Steelers was fun to watch. The opening kickoff, Matt Chatham's tackle on that one. Yeah. I don't know if you guys spotted that. He is probably the best tackle I've seen of him so far. But he hit the guy like at a full speed run. And it, it hit him so hard, it bounced him back three yards, but he still managed to hold on and dragged him down at the same time. Like that, it, it, it was embarrassing. It was, I think it was the same guy, Steve, that you were talking about, the, uh, the gunner on the punt return. Troy Edwards, I ate him. Yeah. Again, yeah, every time he touched the ball, I rooted for him to fail. And that was <laughs> and, him. Was and he so failed again. That was it. great, yeah. Yeah, he couldn't and get it past the play the whole freaking game. No, <laughs> he was not a great kick returner. Or maybe it was the Patriots' special teams were much better. Than the, that, uh, that was definitely an advantage thing. for us in this game, without a it doubt. It definitely was, yeah. Um, but the Steelers also had a Heinz Ward fumble overturned. Yeah, the head touching one. Yeah, exactly. And then Lewis Which the next... Tanks as well. Of course he did. I was like, oh, that's definitely a fumble. It has to be overturned. There's no way you could not overturn it. And then it got overturned. In his defense, they ruled it a fumble in the field. There's nothing to overturn it. I agree with him on that one, but still, fuck Phil Sims and his shitty commentation. Do you like his son? 
Have you heard him at all? I've not heard him, no. Uh, no. What's his name? Chris Sims. Remember, yeah. he, played, he played quarterback for a little bit in the NFL. Yeah. He does yeah. like commentary stuff for uh, uh, PFT. Is that right? Oh, really? Pro Football Talk? Yeah. With, no, no, uh, sure. with Florio. I, he's one of my favorite football commentators going right now. Really? Okay. Yeah. He's kind of like a, he's a bit of a prick, but. <laughs> That's why you like him. I, I really like him a lot. You do, do I do you identify with him, Greg? No. <laughs> well, like the good. I think <laughs> well, he's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a good back and forth with Florio, who's like a lawyer. So he was always like shitting on him for being a nerd. So I can I can associate with that. Fair yeah. enough. Being a bit of a prick. Yeah. yeah. So to nerds, I feel that. <laughs> so who's your, who's your favorite commentator going right now? Tony Romo. Yeah. Well, I mean, like an analysis guy, like post game analysis guy. Um, Brian, Brian Baldinger. Baldinger. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Baldy. Yeah, yeah. I love Baldy. Breakdown so good. He just loves him some good blocking, and that that to me just, it just warms my heart. He's got an amazing like gravel voice too, which like makes it yes. his love even better. Yeah, and he always sounds hyped up when he's like doing his breakdowns. Oh yeah, he, he's, he like, sounds like he's been working excited. himself up for like eight <laughs> minutes, being like, he's "I gotta been, show you guys this." <laughs> he's been edging himself for yeah, like a good half hour. Yeah. He's like I'm right on the edge here. I'm just oh, this this block. Oh, Wait till you see this is. block. <laughs> Look at number fifty four. Look at how his hands are extended. Oh, it's phenomenal. I love him. So yeah, Baldy's breakdown. If you if you haven't seen him, definitely look him up. Yeah, yeah. worth it. Um, speaking of hands extended or lack thereof, after the fumble was overturned from um, Heinz Ward, the literal next play, Cordell Stewart fumbles a snap in perfect karma because the play shouldn't have been overturned. Yeah, I have a bitch note. recover. Karma, bitch. <laughs> of course you did. Um, but uh, the third quarter was not Bledsoe's best. Um he struggles on his first drive because the page got the ball like deep inside Steelers territory, and um, not deep inside. Kind of quotes fifty, thirty, forty-five ish, maybe. Yeah, outside there. of field goal range, and um, I'm pretty sure this is the the drive where Bledsoe does his patented over the shoulder throw. Yes, intentional. He started guy. four or five for thirty-nine yards and touchdown, and then he does that. <laughs> literally getting sacked and throws the ball over shoulder and I thought I mean it's, it's typical Drew Bledsoe but I thought the intentional grounding call was bullshit it was isn't it there was actually a guy that was a yes. uh, running back in the vicinity and like the only reason it was intentional grounding is because they hadn't seen him play for so many weeks like he'd been playing all year but like yeah it's just Bledsoe, being uh, Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> he knew there was a guy there yeah but it just it didn't happen so um so they go three and out, and it's fourth and seven from, like, yeah, just outside field goal range. So the Patriots had to go for it. And Bledsoe, I think, maybe still hyped up, or maybe it's just typical Drew Bledsoe, tries to throw a wide receiver screen and basically just guns it into Troy Brown's face mask. Yeah, Troy Brown can't catch the ball and drops it. And so that's that's how fourth down goes. Uh, I remember mom being shook at this point, too. 
I was shook. Like, watching rewatching this game for the first time in twenty years, I was shook. I'm like, oh fuck. I was like, the, the commentators started talking about how, oh, you better remember this play because you know the Steelers have momentum and it's. Well, I just mean from like a and, like a purely blood so loving standpoint oh, of course, yeah. where she was like, oh, it couldn't have been better at the end of the first half, but now he's got to play the whole second. I think she's probably secretly hoping that like Brady would come back and start the second half. <laughs> exactly. like, right. Just not that hard. No, yet. he did his part. <laughs> he, had, he had his time in the sun and now he can go back into this. So, I have a note here. Honest question. Honest question. Uh, yeah. If Brady says he wants to give it a go, start of the third quarter and you're the coach, what do you do? You put well, that's, my, it, that's my question here. Like, was the third quarterback even dressed? It was Damon Heward. I saw him on the sideline. I don't know if he was active or not for the game. I believe. And, like, if Wetzel got hurt, would they have put Brady back in? Because he looked okay in that second half-ish. Like, yeah. same he was on the warming up. He was throwing passes on the sideline. Yeah. But, but with a bad ankle, you can do that. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. You can play on a bad ankle. You just can't do anything. You can stand there and throw it. Yeah, you're not scrambling or anything. You're just doing shotgun. It's going to limit your playbook, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. But just from, yeah. like, riding the momentum of the end of the first half, even if he's like, yeah, I can give it a go, if I was a coach, I'd be like, you know what? Like, let's just see how this plays out. And I'd be like, oh, Brady, we don't want to push you. We're going to need you yeah. for the Super Bowl. No, that's that's a great point because yeah. literally the next drive, the Steelers drive down to the field goal range, um, and the Patriots actually had a, a interception, but it was brought back by defensive offsides. Yeah, and the pass interference there was a whole bunch of like defensive penalties on the drive. They get in the field goal range, and this is the field goal that gets blocked where Troy Brown scoops it up, laterals it to Antoine Harris, and he returns it for a touchdown. So I'm I actually wondering... Snapchatted this to Steve while I was watching this game the other day, <laughs> right before it, where Willie drops the pick. Yeah. Right? They try to like a little quick out route, and Willie McGinnis is right there, hits him right in the hands, and he almost has a second chance at it. And no, that, that's even later in this game, though. No, no, this is right before the field goal. That was that third oh, down. Fuck, you're right. Yeah, because the interception so, got on that back. same drive. Yes. We had the pick right. that was negated by the offsides. Yep. And then Willie McGinnis like had a sure pick in his hands. Hits him right in the hands that he drops. Yeah. yeah, hits him in the hands. He 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 knocks it down to his knees. Bounces up and he still doesn't catch it. Yeah, because I was send one Snapchat of him dropping the pick and then the <laughs> the field goal block. Yeah. And he still agreed to come on this podcast. What a guy. <laughs> Poor bastard. But let's get so, yeah. into that blocked field goal because it's it's an absolutely incredible play by Troy Brown. Is it like the said, best Troy Brown play ever? Around this game, the punt return, the only thing we had going in the first quarter, mm-hmm. and then obviously this play is just peak, peak Troy Brown. And I encourage listeners to go back and and look at the video again because I, I like my memory wasn't what it was. Like he like that the kicker is like a yard away from him when he goes to scoop he that scoops ball. It, yeah. Like anything anything outside of an absolutely perfect scoop, he's fucked. He's getting tackled. And I like know he just like okay. scoops it, doesn't even break stride, and then laterals it like 
without a thought in the next second, like a perfectly. I don't no, know how he that's the thing it. though. Like it only Troy Brown would have lateraled that because yeah. everybody else would be like, I can break a, the the tackle of a kicker and I'm gonna keep going and he gets dragged down. Yeah. And Troy Brown's like, how do I make this work? I think like, Belichick oh, that guy's not gonna get like, tackled, he's just lateral to him. Yeah. A lot of people ball. just jump on that ball too. Yeah, I think that's what Belichick teaches him I'll just jump on it, but Troy probably has enough experience like returning punts and catching them off the bounce and stuff. True. That he read it, grabbed it. By the time he's like, as soon and as he, he also knew it, that like, it didn't matter because the ball was backwards. It didn't matter if he jumped on it or if he like muffed that and he didn't pick it up. The, he gets the ball there anyway. True. Down. Yeah. So I had a question on this that I, I don't know the answer to. So, so he scoops it, right? Hmm. If he then like he, he took a few steps and then lateraled it, he maybe went like 10 yards. If he's, yep. if he laterals it and that gets dropped, and the Steelers recover. Are they first down from there? Is that considered like change of possession? I believe yeah, I so. think so. Yeah. If, if the Madden video game has taught me anything, then yes. <laughs> okay. But I think to Greg's point of like, it, I don't even know it would have been like that because it was so close between him picking it and lateraling it. True. It wasn't like he ran 10 yards. It was like he took one or two steps, if that. Yep. He was getting New tackled on down and just trucked it to the guy and white next to him. I don't even know how he saw him either. It was it was perfect. It was that bang bang. It was just like scoop it, take a step or two, and then pitch it perfectly yep. to the Whenever just, somebody mentions the name Troy Brown, that's the first play that comes to my mind. Well mine is the uh the interception against the Chargers where he stripped it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's number to two. Me, that, that one's better to me. <laughs> or <laughs> the uh or the interception of Drew Bledsoe. As a defensive back. Yeah. I mean, that was cool for like posterity reasons, but the like in the meaning meaningfulness of the game, that's that's fumble against the charges was just ridiculous. This game all of them. All of this them. game itself yeah. though. He's got fourteen points on the board here. Yeah. yeah. All by himself. By himself. And not on offense. <laughs> yeah. You'll also shout out Antoine Harris. Uh, yeah. local Raleigh, North Carolina legend. Yeah. Yeah. I, if we can find a way, I'd love to have him on the podcast. Cause I think he's, he's one of those. He, he's like the, that, that same kind of, uh, mold of the, that middle class of Patriots players that that's kind of the, the foundation of that Belichick system, you know? Yeah. He's got like a, he's got like a semi following around here. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. Because he's like, he's a Raleigh born and bred, and there's tons of New Englanders living in Raleigh. And there's like a Patriots bar downtown where they all watch the games. And he yeah. shows up all the time and like does autographs and pictures and shit like that. <laughs> Brown, you gotta get, you gotta go talk to him when he does. And dude, I get weird about like that kind of stuff. So do I, and I'm still doing it. So fucking yeah. Well, why don't you fucking blow him, Andy? Huh? <laughs> if we get them on the podcast let's fucking do this because <laughs> i don't know if i was famous i'd be like oh, i'm sick of people trying to you know but that's the thing though I, I feel like he's that class of guys who probably appreciates the attention because he doesn't get it a lot because he's not famous famous you know oh he's famous boy he's i bet he's not like going out to the grocery store and be like oh my god that's antoine harris that's true 
Like he can still live his life, but when people recognize him, that's that's gotta feel good when people recognize you. Yeah, yeah. It's like in, the ideal amount of fame. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wish I was Antoine Harris. I want I wish I I, I want to be like uh like a investment banker rich uh, where you're not famous at all but you just have fuckload of money. So you know I so here's my thing. I, I've said this for a while. I want to be famous for something I've made, but I don't want people to recognize me. So I can go to a party and be like, oh so what do you do? I'm like, oh I made this thing that everybody uses. You're like I made this podcast. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Like oh, I run a podcast that's super fucking famous. You may have heard of me. You're like oh, the Banksy like. of podcasts, Andy. Exactly, yeah. Nobody knows what I look like. Except way less talented. Hey, go fuck yourself. And significantly uglier. How many times have we booted Greg from this podcast? Because one of these times is going to be fucking And, we, and we've never seen Banks, <laughs> but we know Andy's uglier just by like yeah. the law averages. <laughs> Listen, you prick. <laughs> I have to put up with this. It's statistically right. almost guaranteed. <laughs> Just because your mom says you look like Tom Brady doesn't mean you actually do, you fucker. <laughs> I love wine episode. <laughs> we should do this more often. <laughs> so, after the Antoine Harris uh, touchdown, uh, I've never heard Heinz Field so so quiet, which is fucking phenomenal. I have was- after that blown touchdown by Roethlisberger when he fake spiked it into a pick. It was so, but, but that was what fourteen years later. 13 years later. Yep. Yeah. Um, but it didn't it last because the Steelers would score two touchdowns in this this quarter. Uh, a Jerome Bettis touchdown, which actually should have been a... Um, what the fuck was it? Zero away. Yeah. He Amos had zero away. There it is. Easy. Yeah. And which was noted. I'm talking about. These referees were garbage. And th- this is actually when I wrote down the referees. These referees are garbage was because... It was clearly a touchdown, but like, oh no, he stepped out at the two, and it was blatantly obviously it didn't. Almost similar to yeah. the um, Nikhil Harry touchdown against the Chiefs, it was more blatant than that that he didn't step out of bounds. Yeah, it was but close because of how many bad calls there have been in this game, or or even close calls, if you will. Uh, the Steelers didn't have any more challenges, so they couldn't challenge. So they had to run a play, but they were at the, the two yard line anyway, and the bus ran in for a touchdown. So the bus's like actual legitimate stat line was what minus one carry, minus two yards, minus one touchdown. Yeah, this was notable in yeah. that he gained positive yards. Right. Yeah, and <laughs> and scored a touchdown on it. Yeah, I didn't even know if he got in either. Like, look like he got stood up. It was borderline. You probably could have challenged that, but at this point, everybody's so fucking bored of challenging. It's like yeah. Belichick's like, yeah, fuck it, let just let it ride. Um, and then the ensuing Patriots drive was. More of the same. It was a false start penalty to start it. Bledsoe sacked again, which uh, brought back a whole flood of memories of Bledsoe. It was one of those ones where he just held the ball Patty too long. Ball. Yeah, played Matty oh, Cake with fuck, it. Throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it. Fuck, he got sacked again. <laughs> God damn it. Happy feet, so, Bledsoe. Bledsoe, oh. Matty Cake, then shitty punt coverage because they returned that punt to like the 35. That's how they got that second touchdown. Yep, so they returned... The punt, and actually, I will shout out um, the punter, Lee. No, not Lee Johnson. It was Ken. Um, Ken. Ken Walter. Yes, thank you. Such a punter name, Ken. Yeah, 
Yeah, it really is. I bet he's a single father just doing his best too. Oh, yeah. My friends call me Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> but in professional circumstances, I go by Ken. Yeah. I go by Kenneth. Yeah, it just feels more professional. Yeah. So Ken Walden, but he was fucking hustling. He's the one that, that actually ran the punt return out of bounds. But Corey ran him out of bounds at, yeah, that uh, guy. at the New England 32. So a few plays later, Amos, famous Amos, scores a, a touchdown. This game's getting a little close. Cookie, now, cookies for everybody. That's a good, like, Steve, you want to hear some marketing shit right now? Yeah. Uh, if if Zaraway scores a touchdown, uh, free cookies for everybody. Famous Amos cookies in the Ooh. stands. Nicely done. Yeah. You like yeah, that, maybe. Steve? What about maybe if they miss two extra points in the fourth quarter, free cookies for everybody? What? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? You're in a basketball game where they, if you miss both free throws, like everyone gets Chick Fil A. Yeah. No. Yeah, they, they do that at NC State. Right. Yeah. But then you don't have the connection to Amos. Right. Free you Amos. want the cookies? This kid calls himself a marketer. Unbelievable. <laughs> All right, let's do best and worst. Come on, fucks. I'm about to take uh, your job. My best is at the uh, at the last drive of the third quarter. The Patriots actually get finally get their first first down in the second half. Yeah. Uh, my worst is all the fucking touchdowns that the Steelers scored because it's now twenty one seventeen instead of twenty one three. All right, my best, obviously, Antoine Harris. What a legend! Yeah. Actually, no. My new best is uh, that that punt return by Troy Edwards. Like that guy's a stud. Plot <laughs> <laughs> twist. All right. It was a good punt return. I'll give him that. It was. Yeah. Steve, care to comment? <laughs> There's a block in the back that the rest missed. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> no worse. Fuck worse. Uh... My your worst is the uh, the Pittsburgh crowd going silent. Fuck them. Yeah, battle for adversity. Jesus Christ, you're fucking Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You've been through. Right, worse. I, had a call, I actually have two bests and two worsts. How about that? God yeah, my, damn. Our, my worst is uh, three worst, Greg. <laughs> my worst yeah, is Steve uh, Brown. The tie law hit out of bounds on Heinz Ward. Yo, that's oh, bullshit. Was that your best or worst? Or both? That was the worst. Like, that was kind of a Fuck dumb that. thing. It was high log. That was Heinz getting in his head. He definitely got smacked and, like, hands the base. Heinz Ward basically took his fucking helmet off with a fucking... Sure. And they yeah, flopped. And hands the law, face. Like, yeah, and he flopped. Around on the bench. I, 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 really I guarantee Belichick was like, I don't give a fuck about that penalty. That was worth it. He barely touched him. It was a flop. Yeah. I, was I keep I have I have on here this note over and over again and it keeps getting like in bigger and bigger caps of like so many home calls. There seem to be a lot of players <laughs> <laughs> calls. There, no, there weren't there weren't home calls. There's just bad calls on both sides of the ball. No, yeah, I, don't, I don't believe in home calls. I do, but not in this game. In professional sports, dude, these guys they no. They don't do home calls. I disagree. I had a worse where Tuck right after the turnover, the karma turnover. Let's yeah. take the shot to the end zone, the same one that they got the touchdown on. Oh, yeah. And just sails it like <laughs> a whole other dude over the guy's head. Just oh, it was way like four yards out of bounds. So it was great. He's throwing it but away. There was, <laughs> sure a sneaky, it was. <laughs> there was a sneaky uh, heads up play 
on that third down before the failed fourth down conversion hmm. where he got strip sacked. And it's that kind of like right on the edge strip sack where it might have yes. been, been strip sack. And you watch that Patriots player just like come flying in from nowhere and jump on the ball. I don't know who it was, but I wrote it down as Troy Brown because it felt no, like it, I looked thing. it up. I had to like rewind it and pause it. It was Johnson, it to get the jersey. It? it was Charles Johnson, yeah. No shit. All right. And I thought he was Bethel Johnson the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Johnson, who used to play for the Steelers, which I think is why he put so much fucking effort into yeah. this game. And he's yeah. on the list of touchdown catches from Brady with one. He is? Yeah, we saw it. Uh, I think it was in the... Uh, Saints game. Saints game, yeah. And it was a fucking laser by Brady. Yo, we should do a live um, sporkle for Brady, like TD recipients. All right. You've already done it once. I've seen I've your, done it, uh, yeah, yeah. It's actually wicked fun. Yeah. It's, it's super Fuck hard because there's fucking 70-something of them. Yeah. And it's just interesting, like, going through... 20 your whole sports fandom of players and being like all right how many receivers can you remember of your sports fandom (laughs) yeah that's basically what it is because there's so many obscure (laughs) people too and then you'd be like johnson it'll bring up like three johnsons like oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh all those that's right (laughs) Uh, Uh, what's the other worst best best is uh after troy laterals for the field goal return yeah. They had a shot, the great work by CBS of Tom Brady celebrating, jumping on one leg. I didn't see this. Like, oh, yeah. No, that was my other best for the game. <laughs> God damn. Screaming like a girl, like in Seattle Super Bowl. Yeah, but literally, but on one leg. One it was leg. exactly the same, like jumping up and down with his hands on his head, but on one leg. It was phenomenal. I love Brady. He was so pumped up for this game. I'm so pumped up for like Drew Bledsoe and like everything that was happening. Mm-hmm. He was so pissed he wasn't in there, but he was like in a good way. It was amazing. I got a I got a worst that I missed from earlier in the game. Hmm. The um I think it was in the first quarter. The the fourth and one situations where they bring the people out the, the offense out and do the hard count. Right. Know, and then call a timeout. I fucking cannot stand that. Why not? Because it never works. And it's a tease. You're you like, all right, before. they're going for this. And then you get hyped up, and then you're like, that was lame. Oh, yeah. but as, as a defense, you're somewhere. so relieved, though, right? Like, if it's the pages on defense and they do that, you're like, oh, fuck, nobody's going to fall for that. Fuck off. I guess, yeah. But I just like, it, yeah. have you ever seen it work? I can't even think of an instance where I saw it work. It must have worked at some point. It just feels like one of those coach things where they're like, oh, I yeah. I think it's worked before, but... Yeah, it probably worked like right. twice, and then ever since then, every coach in the world has been like, oh, fourth and one, they're coming out there, and they do a motion or a shift to start the Oh, set. the Patriots did like four or five motions on this yeah, play. Yeah, it's, it's always so hard. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, up shift, up motion, and you're like, there's no fucking well, chance they snap this ball. Well, what's has no. it ever been where like everyone in the stadium thinks that they're not going to go for it and then all of a sudden with like two seconds left in the play clock they snap yeah. it that's a fucking good call no, Steve. They, they should, should do that they should do a, a shift a motion yeah. and then like, a hard like, count and then up. and then the quarterback walks off the field yes. and they direct yeah. snap it to the fucking running back yes, yes. that's genius oh, we should Steve. email belichick <laughs> no we should email uh what's his name the, the pink stripes guy oh yeah fuck's his name ernie 
Ernie Adams. Adams. Yes. Should we should send him a, if anybody who's listening knows Ernie Adams' email. Oh, Ernie Adams is probably listening, seeing if he can get like an advanced scouting report. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah, Ernie Adams, if you if you're listening, hit yeah. us up at uh, Patriots Dynasty 2001 on Twitter. Yeah, and let's just send him an email. Us. It won't have any words. It'll just be like play sheets. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Oh, yeah. No, we we've got plenty of plays yeah. that we can write up for you. Yeah. All right. Fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, baby. This is crunch time. Patriots clinging to a lead, twenty-one seventeen. They have the ball. They're driving. They they actually finally get a first down. This is literally the first down in the first half is on their last drive of the third quarter. Sneaky big grab by Johnson. Yep, and then they get another, which was uh, Drew Bledsoe on third and short, getting lit the fuck up. Like he does like a jump pass, and uh, it takes a shot. Kind of, it would have been to the chest, but now it's to the groin because yeah. he, he jumped up, but completes it to the uh, to Mark Edwards on. There like, are actually a couple out. nice runs by Antoine in there right before that too, though. There was, yeah. They and so got, they got like a tiny little grip on the run game there, which I think set up that pass to the fullback. It did. So it's, it's that typical Patriots, you know, run a few times, get to third and short, and then convert it with, with the pass. Did it a couple of times and got into field goal range enough that uh, Adam Vinatieri kicked a long field goal. It's like 45 ish yards, give or take. Uh, hit that. Uh, Pats are up 24-17. And the Steelers get the ball back. Another Plexico Burris offensive pass interference. That's two in the game, which I don't think has ever happened before that I can remember. Two offensive pass interference on the same wide receiver. But this was, again, going back to Otis Smith just kind of owning shit. And he was... He was lined up on Plaxico Burris and Ty Law was lined up on Heinz Ward just the entire game. Wherever they went, they were just shadowing them. And neither of those wide receivers had a good game. No. So, Especially Heinz. I think Ty Law did an amazing job on him. Yeah, I think so too. Play. No, and there was, uh, there was actually one play. I don't even remember what the play was. I think it was like a run play. Or maybe it was um, Cordell Stewart like r- running for a couple yards. But you could it it showed in the foreground Otis Smith just kind of punching Plaxico Burris in the chest as he tried to get off the line, and Plaxico Burris just didn't know what to do with it. And the the commentators actually called it out at one point. Yeah, and it was it was kind of how the whole game went. You just you just Otis Smith just kind of was too physical for Plaxico Burris in this entire game, and Plaxico just didn't know what to do. He didn't have a gun in his in his sweatpants, so he he couldn't. You couldn't handle this shit. That's a, that reminds me, one year on Halloween, uh, I had a friend who had a Plaxico Burris Giants jersey, and I went with him for Halloween. I got a pair of sweatpants, put a shitload of ketchup all in the dick area, <laughs> soft like a BB gun in my pants, and that one is Plaxico. Oh, Steve Brown, you never failed this point. It's an all-time. Um, it's an all-time bonehead move. Oh, it's not yeah. great. A gun without a safety in sweatpants. In I don't even put pants. my cell phone in my sweatpants. <laughs> yeah. Right? The club. That shit falls out every fucking yeah. time you Who move. goes to a club in sweatpants, by the way? Like, I don't go to many clubs. When I do, 
It ain't sweatpants because they don't fucking let you in. <laughs> yeah, Pants, he just signed like a deal too. He just signed like a contract. I feel like that feels right. Yeah, because everyone's like, "What's gonna happen with this contract?" Because he's going to jail. <laughs> exactly. I can't believe he did go to jail for that, right? Yes. That's Pretty outrageous. Yeah. He outrageous. shot himself. I, but still, this is America. He discharged a firearm in a in a building. Yeah, but at himself. I mean, true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, Marvin Harrison has shot people and he didn't go to jail. Really? Yeah, yeah, but someone didn't go to jail. You know, and then Indiana, this guy though. shoots himself and they're like, jail time. <laughs> well, that's because New York. I bet if he did that in Indiana, like uh, Marvin Harrison did, he wouldn't have got jail time. Oh, for sure not. But he's not just big enough name for New York. To be able to get off. Is what it is. I mean, Tyree Kill broke his girlfriend's orbital bone. He didn't go to jail. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Just bringing that right the fuck down. Good job. Um, so, speaking of orbital bones, I guess, fourth quarter, I thought the <laughs> the miss of the game was Drew Bledsoe going deep in his yeah. own territory to David Patton. And Patton was half a step short. Yeah. That's, a, yeah. that's a touchdown. Yeah, That's and he classic. actually wasn't even short, but Bledsoe actually underthrew him. And whoever the defensive back was just barely got like a fingertip on it and made Patton bobble it. And if Patton caught that, he's oh, walking yeah. in for a touchdown. And this he game should have caught over. it. That's it. Yeah. He should have yeah. caught it. I agree. That's like- That's the classic Bledsoe upside, though, right? That was such a beautiful ball. Off his back foot. Yeah, Bledsoe yeah. chucked it like 60 yards off his back foot because – yeah. That's all he knows how to do. He just spun it. Yeah, he, he just hawked it. For and, every uh, for every throw over his head on third and seven <laughs> that he gets intentional grounding for, he then uncorks a ball like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but they, they convert a couple third downs and eventually punt the ball, just running off clock at this point. Um, and now we get into the Cordell Stewart interception section of the podcast brigade <laughs> yeah I, I, I wrote a note right before this because i again like andy i'd watched a lot of the highlights and i had watched that troy brown like kick return and all that a bunch and the field goal block i hadn't watched the whole game and my whole perception was like we kind of hung on at the end yeah which i don't blood so made some plays but We'll get and I also remember like hating Cordell Stewart out of this. And I have a note on here. Has Cordell thrown a pass more than 14 yards? And then like immediately after it, tries it, dot, 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 throws a pick. And then yeah. he immediately has another one. And the, both of the picks were just. So, yeah, both of them, he just overthrew his wide receiver. Neither of the wide receivers were open. No, the first he one, it, like, this guy was so open. Well, the and first he one he Hines was actually, Ward. you're right, yeah. Heinz Ward had like nobody within five yards of him. And he chucked it like side, five yards over his head. It was like Jones 10 yards just... deep, and he threw it so far over the Heinz Ward's head that the safety hit uh, where it was to Bucky right in the chest, and he like bobbled yeah. it. Like, why is this ball in my chest right now? Yeah, it was a can of corn. Can of corn. Do you yeah. know that and then, phrase comes from? I do, but I don't remember. Yeah, it's something about knocking cans of corn off the, uh, off the top shelf. Yes, old, old grocers. Used yeah. to 
used to use a stick to get things off the corn and they'd knock it into their waistband pocket things. Yeah. And they like just knock it off the shelf and catch it in their little hip pocket. And make it look so easy. Can of corn. Yep. Remember that video game we used to play? And oh, they would, fuck, what was it? It was a computer game, yeah. Yeah. And and every single... Say that every <laughs> fucking time, like at least once a game. Because we're so... No, because we're so bad at it. All we do is swing at every pitch. And it was either a home run or a fly or ball. A pop-up. Yeah. Yeah. And every hey, pop-up. Can, like, of oh, can of corn. Hey, you know where that <laughs> phrase came from? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's where I learned it from. It's a video game. Yeah. <laughs> MLB yeah. 2004 or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah. It was. Yeah, yeah. I still I still dish out that fact all the time. Oh, me too. Yeah. So yeah, so Coral Stewart throws an interception to Bucky Jones, overthrows it. A can of corn. Yep. Pats go three and out. Because, you know, Drew Bless is at the home, and that's what happens right now. And Adam Vinatieri misses his first field goal since um Connor decided to tell us that he didn't miss a field goal the rest of the season. Well, well, well. This was the one. What do we have here? <laughs> to be fair, it was a 50-yard field goal at Heinz Field. And a chance to make it a two-score game with two and yeah. a half minutes left this in the AFC it. championship game. Right. So this would have been clutch. It. Yeah. Push it just left. Yeah. And he missed by, like, what, a foot? If that. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. Like, didn't miss by much. Horseshoes and hand grenades, Andy. On that third down, up the touchdown. If we just, like, got five yards or so. He probably would have made that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. Because Bledsoe took a shot in the end zone and like threw it f- like fucking way over f- everybody's head. Yeah. Yeah. It's but that's why I'm saying this, these perceptions on kickers are just built on circumstances, right? So it's true. The Steelers come back and get a touchdown here. People are talking about that missed kick. Yeah. They're like, yeah, he made a he, and that like invalidates the kick against the Steelers because they don't, or the Raiders because they don't make the Super Bowl. True. Yeah. Right. And then, and then this whole like lore of Adam Vinatieri being the, the best clutch clutch kicker in the history of the game is like right. kind of thrown out the window. It's it's very true. So it's just like oh, you get the chance. Entirely built on circumstances. So yep. like that that's the argument I was trying to make. It's not that Vinatieri sucks. It's just like yeah, he's like an average kicker, but great in the circumstances he got, and you know he made some big kicks. And and but give me one field goal that Steven Goskowski has even had the opportunity to make to win a game. The Rams Super Bowl. Uh, but the, that wasn't that to win the Giants game. That was game. just go up a couple. Yeah. The Giants game. That's it. Like he hasn't had yeah. one where he's like a tough he's kick. To win it. Yeah. I mean right. he's got he's had a few, but like a you're talking about like a tough kick in like a really important game. Yeah, to win it. Like, he yeah. just hasn't had that opportunity. So Yeah, I agree. Um, so, they missed field goal. The Steelers get the ball back in pretty good position, and I think it was maybe one or two plays later. Cordell Stewart does an overthrow again, thanks to Otis Smith undercutting the route, and it's picked off by Lauren Malloy, and this game is just about over. But it's officially over when Antoine Smith, who has average maybe one less than two yards of carry so far on second and like eight runs for 12 yards gets the first down game over dude you see how hyped everyone was when he got that first down oh my god literally everybody mark edwards was there they were just like they knew it it was awesome The, the entire patriots defense went and stood up on their um 
on the bench and started yeah, waving the white towels at the crowd. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Which was my favorite moment of this entire game. Yeah, that's amazing. Drew in that final huddle when the kneel down looked like he was about to cry. He was like blinking like every second. Ah, it was so good. Yeah, that was a that was awesome. Yeah, I mean they, they were ten point dogs in this game. They were, and they and they won it. I'm surprised it was that away. low. I was too, actually. Like the Steelers were a wagon playing at home. So ten, point, ten points is a lot of points for a playoff game. It's yeah for an AFC Championship game, absolutely. especially in a low scoring league like this place. Yeah, that's true. So give me your best and worst for this game now. Oh, we got a quarter. That was no, give no, me let's the best go the whole, Let's go the whole, whole shebang. Game, baby. Whole game, baby. Steve Brown. All right, my best. No. I mean, okay. there's there's absolutely no argument you can make against the best not being the Bledsoe story. Fair. You know, just the way he handled himself all year and then to to step in with like 30 seconds of notice and win the AFC championship game. And, and, but not only that, but the way he did it, the way he took that hit on the sideline and yeah. bounced back up and then went and threw a touchdown, which was basically the game winning touchdown. Yeah. yeah and I had the replacement yeah, right. should be this. I thought he was like terrible in the second half, but like rewatching it, he had some clutch throws. He had like that awesome touch pass. What was it like in the fourth quarter? Yep. Yeah, First that was pretty that, sick. That like huge third down to keep that kind of drive churning and eating up the clock. Like he actually had some bigger plays than I remembered. Yeah. Yeah, I remember just like kind of hanging on in spite of Bledsoe, but that's definitely not the case. Yeah. It was because of Bledsoe. All right. So my worst is this wine. <laughs> what do you I, expect from the Carolina Panthers? I was bullshitting at the beginning. I, I don't like red wine to begin with. So how much? How much did it cost? Neither do I. You know, I was I was think I didn't even look at the price. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to say it was like more expensive than I thought. I think it was like thirty five bucks or something. Ooh, wow. yeah. I probably should have checked the price, but I was like, ooh, big NFL logo. That thing's got to be like $12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, this thing looks gaudy as shit. Oh, man. You <laughs> know what? likes the Panthers, so. that That's going to lead into my best, which is Drew Bledsoe knows how to, to make a bottle of wine. He knows He's, how to crush grapes. Let's say that. Th- this man has created a, a fantastic bottle of wine. And um, you want it? You want to know something funny is like I didn't I didn't realize until very recently that um, raisins were just like dehydrated grapes. What? Yeah. Bro, come and on, man, dude, pickles. Oh pickles. no, pickles. pickled cucumber. <laughs> yes. You know the thing is, I love I love pickles. I I don't like cucumbers. I've always thought that though, like, why are pickles? called pickles and like is pickled onions pickled radishes pickles yes. that's, that's the point true. i brought up when we were having why a discussion cucumbers why not call a pickled cucumber and why, why not call a raisin a dehydrated grape well it's like raisins dehydrated other stuff you know i mean it's fine i get that they like, have new names raisins, called dehydrated. Are called dehydrated cranberries for what they call called cranberries they call craisins or that 
I'm just saying, (laughs) I'm just saying, you know, I, I feel like it's not my fault. It's society's fault. Not just for this, but for everything. I mean, I'm disagree. And for all my flaws, you know, my worst is Greg Brown's flaws and also the referees in this game. Yeah. I don't, I don't beat my wife because I'm an asshole. It's because society raised me this way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. It's why I have got you. Just kidding. Cut that. All right. On that note, Steve Brown, what's your best and worst? <laughs> the worst is that last comment. <laughs> Fair. Uh, best was definitely peak Troy Brown. Well, not definitely. I, I agree with Greg yeah. on the Drew Bledsoe redemption story and all that. If no, I had Troy Brown's up there, though. This is peak Troy Brown. I mean, there's yeah, other it's... plays you can pull out, right, of like, Troy Brown being this, and he's always been my favorite Patriot, but that yeah. this game. Best game. Yeah, if you want to run through his contributions real quick. Yeah, what was his stat line on the receiving Okay, game? so he had eight catches for 120 yards. Damn, Damn son. He had the uh, scoop and toss. Yeah, for the touchdown. Yep, and he had. Three returns, 80 yards, and a, a touchdown. Tutty. Yeah, for 26 and a half yards average so uh, a touchdown a touchdown 200 yards and a touchdown pass essentially yeah Yeah. (laughs) touchdown lateral is that that's that's a fucking troy brown stat line yeah that is the prototypical troy brown stat line and he didn't make the initial pro bowl yeah garbage and like they're talking about setting the steelers Single season record with like ninety something catches, and I was like, "Wait, yeah. didn't over a hundred? Yeah, he had more than that. Yeah. So, see, Brown was you worse than Troy Edwards? Got to be right. No, I think watching Cordell <laughs> Stewart try to play quarterback, man. Yeah, as soon as he got like, bottled up, he struggled. Yeah, is he? Um, what's the Bills guy right now? Tyrod Taylor. No, no. <laughs> he's for the Saints now, but uh, uh, Chargers now, but uh, Allen, Josh, Josh Allen. Allen, you know, we're like you're just waiting for that other shoe to drop with him, or even Sam, Sam Darnold, you know, like you're just waiting for them. Or Sanchez, you can go through the list of quarterbacks where you're just like, yeah, he's gonna fuck up pretty. Nah, soon. I think Cordell will get better than them. No, dude, he's a pro bowler, ball, dude. Yeah, he throw him through a ball, but he was. He was dangerous in other ways. Like his passing wasn't his danger. I guess. Uh, that's and like he I couldn't. Run, I mean, he could run the ball, but he didn't against us. So Belichick took away what he, he did well and made him beat him with his arm. And then just watching Cordell try to beat us with his arm. Yeah, it was brutal to watch. I'll give you that. He was, and at the end, that's why he threw two picks in the last minute because like the only thing they had is Cordell trying to throw it down the field. Yeah, I mean, he ran for 41 yards and his longest was 34. He had two fumbles, one which he lost. 24 for 42 for 255 uh, passing with three interceptions, three sacks, and uh longest of 24 yards. His rating was 45.2. Yeah, as long as it was 24 yards, and that was probably a screen pass. I'm actually pretty sure it was his airway. Yeah, it was. 
It was to um, Jerome Bettis. Famous Amos. So, like, the dude can't out drop the ball down the field. So, when it came to that and he had to, boom. Pick, pick, done. Yeah, it wasn't great. Although, that's actually probably a best just because he sucks. Maybe the other worst <laughs> is a specific ref call where they had a huge block in the back. And they called it back because the receiver ward because he stepped out of bounds. Yeah, it was bullshit. It happened at the exact same time. A heartbeat before the block in the back. So I guess that doesn't count. But it didn't though. I don't think it did. I think if you reviewed that, you would have found out. And fucking Plaxico bursts high steps away from that whole situation like a fucking goon. Yeah, he did. Fucking dirty. Bad refs dirty, plus Plaxico being an idiot. The only thing could have been if like Troy Eds would come up and chest bumped them or something. <laughs> Steve, I love it. Mm. All right, well, I think we've done this game justice. And uh, next week we have what I'm we're doing. Will be... We're doing spirits. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Imagine that'd be no. awesome. Next week, I think I'm hoping we have a uh, a special guest. So we will see you for that one. And the Patriots have made the Super Bowl for their third time ever, going for their first ever Super Bowl win against the greatest show on turf. So we will see you next week for that, gentlemen. Have a good evening. Have fun at oh, Media yes. Day. Hell yeah.